Science Unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast for the DBC. Thank you for joining us on episode nine of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I am Tom, and I'm here with uh, Trevor and Damon, as always. How you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. 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 It's uh, it's it's kind of like Christmas in July if you're a D twenty three fan or just a Disney fan in general. It's it's I can't even believe all the stuff that was announced and. Uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff today. So I don't know if you guys were as glued to the computer or, in my case, my phone as much as I was. Now, I wait for you guys to tell me all the good stuff and then just comment <laughs> on it you know, on the podcast. Damon just waits for the podcast to find out what's going on with Disney. Exactly. <laughs> See, I, w- I was reading everything all weekend, and I, and I know you were away, Tom, and I, I was wondering why my phone wasn't blowing up. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, what? What? There's so much stuff." Trevor's like, "Is Tom okay?" <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we're also joined today. Uh, besides the three of us today, we have a special guest joining us today uh, as well. His name is Chris. Chris is the uh, co-founder of Disney Talk on Facebook, and is also an admin on several DVC groups, including uh, Disney Vacation Club members. We really appreciate you uh, being on the on the uh, podcast with us today, Chris. It's great to be here. I uh, appreciate you guys inviting me today. Yeah, it's great to have another voice, and especially somebody that, uh, you know, uh, talks about this stuff a lot on Facebook, too. So, uh, and, you know, as you guys might have guessed, this episode is all about the massive amount of announcements that came from D23 last week. It's going to be long, everybody. It's 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 going to be be long. long. Hunker down. (laughs) You might want to do it in two sets, you know, two two sets. You might not want to just, you know, sit down and listen to it, unless you're the sort of person that, you know, goes on a, like, three-hour marathon run. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you have a long commute. If you have a long commute, then uh, we're, you're in good shape for, for this episode. So I, I think the first place we have to start, uh, just because, you know, it, it, we are a, a DVC po- podcast first and foremost, right? Uh, so the first place we're going to start, and, and by the way, those of you that don't know what T23 is, it's, uh, you know, the Disney fan club, and they basically have a, a big convention every year uh, where they make a lot of announcements they have a lot of exhibits and things like that and uh this year i and you know i'm sure you guys have followed this as much as i have but this has got to be the biggest one ever right so what's interesting is is i've heard that a lot of this uh d23 stuff this year um there was a lot of things that were held out of san diego comic-con that were released at d23 so i know that we're going to talk about a lot of the park stuff but i mean i I think that what's going to end up happening is d23 is going to kind of take the place for Disney's kind of big announcements, at least in some sense of what they do at San Diego Comic-Con. That's just my thought, though. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense, right? It's their own event. So, uh, you know, and, and that's that's a I, I would love to, you know, once we get some sponsors here, we're going to have to sponsor a trip for one of us to go to D23 or all of us and to do a show from there, because that would be the ultimate. Although this one was like the biggest one ever, I, I think. I don't, I don't know about Trevor. I know you follow this stuff. And Chris, I don't know how much you do, but I mean, I've never seen that many parks announcements before. <laughs> I can tell you that we were all over on Disney Talk. Uh, my co-founder, Chantel Bitter, she had up-to-the-minute updates. She was getting stuff from everywhere and posting it live. And I have to say that this is the first probably D23 where I was excited. I always feel like uh, as the Florida park goers, we seem to get the short end of the stick on some of the new stuff. And this thing was just uh, chock full of good stuff for the Florida DVC park goers. And you know what the surprising thing is, is that I I saw a few things like when I was reading Facebook and Reddit is that a lot of people point out that pretty much every park has something coming for it. 
except Disneyland itself, which... Because you it, know how we feel about you and Disneyland. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But, There's but a hey, you know what? It, they have the it, Marvel stuff coming, though. They have a well, hatch. Do they yeah, have but, a hatch? But, but, but that's all in DCA, though. Back. You're getting paint the night back. Yeah, that's I mean, right. Come on. But, but again, <laughs> that's true. all in the DCA part. That's not Disneyland proper. So mm. I, that, that's what I mean is that, you know, every other park has gotten some love except Disneyland this time around, which is, is kind of surprising, but I can also see why. Cause I, I mean, like you look at AFCA, you look at uh, Hollywood studios. I mean, those parks are really in need of some love. Right. So. It, well, yeah. Oh, and, sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Trevor. I apologize. I, I was ahead. just, sorry. I was just going to point out one other thing is that, you know, if you guys want to go to D 23, it is literally right across the street from Disneyland. So Damien, you're probably not going to go then. So maybe yeah. it'll be me that goes. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're, well, I want to go. About Wait a, a second. <laughs> we're, we're talking about a trip to Hawaii in the next couple of years. I may make a D23 stop and then go to Hawaii and really just live it up. How's that? That's the way to do it. Use those points at Alani. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd do that, but uh, what? <laughs> it's kind of expensive over there point-wise. Yeah, well, Hawaii is expensive in general, right? So, True. Um, but so let's get right into it and, and start with the first thing here. Now, there's some huge news that came out of um, you know D23, some unexpected announcements. We talked a lot in the last episode about things we expected to come out of D23, and we, we got a lot of it. Um, but we also got some things we were not expecting. And the first one was the uh, the new DVC resort that was announced. The 15th uh, DVC resort has been announced. It's going to be called the Disney Riviera Resort. Um, it's set, they're hoping, I th- from what I've read, to open it in fall of 2019, which I kind of think is a little crazy. But, I mean, you know, I- I'm assuming they think they can get it done. Uh, it's going to be in the Epcot Resort area. So they recently demolished some buildings for uh, Caribbean Beach. Uh, and, and some people didn't really know what they were going to do with those things. There was a lot of rumors that it was going to be a DVC resort. But now we know that it's going to be a standalone by itself DVC resort. It's not just going to be a section of Caribbean Beach. It's actually its own standalone. And it seems like from the plans, like they're going to be doing a lot to make sure that they're separate, um, you know, to make sure that nobody but- is thinking they're the same resort. But there's still going to be there's talk about crossover eating though, isn't there still? Um, I don't know if I saw any crossover eating. I, there, there is a restaurant they are going to be building. Uh, so when you mean when crossover eating, do you mean like maybe that Riviera won't Riviera won't have its own like quick service type of restaurant? That's kind of what I was. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just in my head what I was thinking. I don't know. For me, I'm kind of excited. You know how I feel about the Caribbean. I hate it, right? So for me, I'm glad it's separate and. I don't know. It's one of those things where I, you know, I always talk about I need more points. Man, th- this kind of entices me for some crazy reason, and I don't know why. I, I liked. I, I mean, I liked the announcement. I thought it was a good announcement. I, I thought it was. I like the theme. That's just me. I was kind of surprised it wasn't rolled into Caribbean Beach as it was originally rumored. Um, the land is already being cleared. You can see it from the street, and there's Caribbean Beach to the left and Caribbean Beach to the right. So, it it does kind of seem to fit into the caribbean beach but they went with a separate theme yeah and it's it's interesting i you know i was taking a look at it and i thought i thought i I mean for me i i like a lot of the more fun dvc resorts you know i like boardwalk i like uh wilder not to say that this is not going to be a fun resort it just it looks it it almost looks really Uh, i got i don't want to say hoity-toity i kind of looked at it and went meh that looks yeah it just looks it's, like really fancy I, I, I think that's why i love it like right <laughs> i think i'm like i like the fact that it's going to be a dvc resort in the same sort of grand floridian feel but not the grand floridian i, I don't know for me like 
Riviera. Like, I, I don't know. I wish there was a casino in there. I mean, I know that's crazy talk, but like, I, I don't know. I like it. To Can me, you imagine the Facebook excited. group outrage if they put a casino in there? Oh my goodness. That's the <laughs> oh, one, yeah, one no. minus thing about a Disney cruise that I will say that there's no casino, but yeah, that's a whole different discussion. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I like that hoity toity. That's in case anyone can't tell. That's kind of my thing, <laughs> right? So I'm all about this place. You're all about like, being pampered. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And you get the gondola too. Yeah, yeah so I could. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> brings, that doesn't sell me on anything. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> that brings up a good question, though, right? So, are these going to end up being priced like a monorail resort? Are we going to put the gondola in the same sentence as like the monorail resorts? Because, I mean, it's actually yes, it's offering this. So. Yeah, I mean, it has to, right? Yeah, I think it's, these are going to be pricey. They got to be. I, I can't imagine yeah. they won't be. And, I, and my question, too, is they're also building a rooftop restaurant, um, kind of a la, um, you know, uh, California Grill in, in my mind. Uh, but it, for this one, it's going to be able to see you're going to be able to see the nighttime shows at Epcot and at Hollywood Studios from both sides of this restaurant. And I think that's where the big leak for this resort came out, because if you remember originally, they had already announced the tower for Coronado. So they're going to expand Coronado Springs which was, um, you know, Disney's moderate. They wanted to increase its convention business, and they wanted to put a tower on, and there was talk of a rooftop restaurant on that one as well. And it kind of leaked out that there was going to be two venues where you would be able to see Epcot fireworks from the top of a tower. So if Coronado was the first one, then everybody just speculated, well, Caribbean Beach must be the second. Yeah, and, and that makes total sense. And, you know, I... That's what the rumor was, right? That it was going to be that. Um, and so now we know that it's got its own thing. And, and my question would be, with all this, right? So, oh, by the way, it's going to be 300 new units. It's going to be a deluxe resort. And, so where, and, where does 300 units put it in terms of sizing in comparison to other DVC places? I believe it's about the same as, like, Bay Lake Tower. Okay. In the same region as Bay Lake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Someone correct me if I'm wrong on that. I'm sure someone will email I, us or send us a message. If not, we'll get an email. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Every time we get something wrong, we always get a really great email, or, and we appreciate it, guys. Everyone's Thank been you. super nice about it. No one's really, like, you know, poked us in the eye with an email. Like, it's always been nice. <laughs> we like that. <laughs> that's true. So, no, but that's uh, – so it's it's a pretty decent-sized resort. Uh, you know, I, I guess my question – this is going to sound like a weird question, but in my mind, so does this mean – I mean, this guarantees there's going to be some sort of nighttime show at Epcot, right? We talked a little bit last week about the possibility of Illuminations going away, but not for a second do we believe that they're not going to replace it with something if they do discontinue it, right? Because if they're advertising that this rooftop restaurant is going to have views of the nighttime spectacular at Epcot, then it's got to have it's got to be a nighttime spectacular to watch, right? I don't know. Oh yeah. Did you buy Saratoga Springs because you got to see the fireworks from the New Year's Eve celebration every night? Because that didn't last long. <laughs> I, I'm a Saratoga Springs person, and I've only been there once. When they opened that resort, that was one of the big draws, that you would be able to see the um, the fireworks from the then-Pleasure Island uh, New Year celebration. They were still but, running the fireworks then. But, but right. don't you think the reason that everyone's not mad is because when everyone heard that Pleasure Island was going away, there was, like, a cheer from the heavens because that place was horrible? I mean, that, that's kind it, of It was horrible out. because they made it horrible, and, and, you know... I would agree with that. Pleasure I would Island agree was, with a, that. was a great concept. It was a lot of fun, and then mm-hmm. they kind of blinked when Universal City Walk opened. It was kind of yeah. the new Coke of Pepsi, if you're old enough to remember when Coke changed their formula when Pepsi started yes. to get market share, and... And once they took those gates down and allowed people to just wander in whenever, it really ruined it. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I would as well. But, um, I mean, I guess with with this new one, though, it, like, it, it's one of, I don't know, I like, with, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. With Illuminations, it's coming on, what, 20 years old now? It's the oldest running show at any Disney park. Yeah, so I, I can't see them you know, trying to sell illuminations because really you can watch like, yeah. Like anybody who's in DVC, you've probably seen that how many times. <laughs> so true. It, yeah. It, I, and you're talking two years from now. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next year or two that we do see them announcing some kind of, uh, um, redesign or, or new show to replace illuminations. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't think for one second that they would get rid of Illuminations and then not replace it with something, especially with all the money they're going to be dumping into Epcot. And we're going to talk about that in a few, all the announcements that happen at Epcot. So in, in my mind, I don't. there's no way that they don't put something there. I just thought it was an interesting thought of, you know, well, it, it, does that help, uh, help, you know, make it seem like, you know, they're going to keep something there? Uh, I'm pretty sure it guarantees some sort of nighttime show. Um, but I'm excited about this. I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm pretty psyched about this. I think more DVC resorts are are, are good. <laughs> I don't know. See, I have a soft spot for Caribbean Beach because that was the first hotel I stayed in. The values weren't available then, and that was our you know our first stay. So I, I did say I went back not long ago and was kind of saddened by the fact that Bonnet Creek now ruins the sight line. As you, if you're coming from the um, the opposite side of the lake towards Port Royal. You used to just see trees, and you really felt like you were out in the middle of nowhere. Now, if you're coming from Jamaica, if you know where that section is, and you're starting to cross that island, now you just see this giant hotel that looms over the top of Port Royal. So uh, when I saw that, and the fact that the water is just totally grown in with lily pads, I'm thinking, you know what, maybe it is time for a reboot on this uh, on this resort. And supposedly the, the inside's getting done now, getting new restaurants, updating the interior, and every once in a while we'll get a request on disney talk you know hey should i uh should i stay at caribbean beach and of course everybody just pipes up and goes no there's too much construction <laughs> again it's funny chris i i hate caribbean beach <laughs> i mean it's just probably my most hated place in disney um I, I don't really know why but i just i just don't like it i i you know we went there once and stayed in the pirate theme rooms and i felt like getting around the place that was my biggest problem it's just I mean, Saratoga Springs doesn't even feel as bad, even though I think it's worse. I think maybe I've just gotten lucky with rooms. When I was in Caribbean, I felt like I was walking friggin' miles to that bus. Yeah, what, like, what section were you in? Do you remember? I, I don't remember. It's been so long ago. I think I blocked it out I of my mind. I stayed there I twice. So I stayed there in '93. We were in Jamaica, and it really wasn't bad. And then we stayed okay. again in Aruba. But uh, I think back then, you know, you didn't. The coolest thing staying there was before. Um, Art of Animation, or was it? Is it Art of Animation that's uh, or Pop Century is behind there now? Yes. Mm-hmm. That used to be the area where they would test the buildings, and I actually went out there one morning. I was um, walking and saw the Calypso building from All Star Music, and I'm saying, "That's that's too far away. That can't be the building." So <laughs> I I get up early. I went out there and I wandered back there, and uh, it's near Buena Vista Construction. I kind of skirted some people out 
in the parking lot and toured this <laughs> yeah. whole area and there was just this amazing mock-ups there that were exact replicas of the buildings and they were designed That's to awesome. test the paint um, the durability if you ever take any of the backstage tours at Animal Kingdom they have the same uh, situation back there where they just have these plaques of painted items um, we actually saw some of the Pandora stuff when we were on the uh, Caring for Giants tour when I went down in April and there were literally just tiny, tiny hotel rooms, and now that's all gone, and now there's a resort there. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Like I said, it just left a bad taste in my mouth, and I think I probably, you know, it's probably not as bad as I remember. You know what I mean? But I, it's, it's kind of my it's probably my a taste thing. I could too, see right? it. I, mean, I could yeah. see it now. When I went back there this last time uh, was in August, and I was just totally just. It's you know I I don't know how to describe it. it's like your your heart's kind of broken you're like oh this isn't what it used to be yeah yeah I could see that um so just to just keep us moving here to make sure we don't spend too much time on any one topic the next uh, thing we're going to talk about really quickly here is um and I thought this was interesting I don't think this was rumored I I didn't see it anywhere that's for sure uh but so Disneyland Paris you guys may or may not have seen. Uh, that uh, Disney just completely took over Disneyland Paris. So previously they were part owners uh, in, in the actual enterprise over there. And then they decided Disneyland Paris has been struggling basically since the day that it's open. And so they finally decided to take away, uh, take over the other half of it. And, uh, you know, I think this is probably the, the first step in their plan to kind of re- revitalize that park. And uh, what that is, is they're building a hotel um, on property there called Disney's Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel. And so what it's going to be, it's a Marvel-themed hotel that is going to have, it's almost going to be like a New York art gallery, and it's just going to be filled with, uh, you know, obviously the superhero characters of Marvel. Some of the concept art they showed was, you know, uh, uh, like an Iron Man suit in a glass case, uh, you know, the Captain America suit. And so I, I thought it looked pretty cool. My question would be, and, and, you know, there's obviously limitations to this as of right now due to the, you know, the relationship. Well, I shouldn't say the relationship, the, uh, the, 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 um, you know, infamous contracts that they have with but, Universal. But that, but that contract <laughs> only applies to the East Coast of the United States, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's why that's why they can do it in, in Disneyland Paris. Yeah. But the question is, would you want to see a hotel like that at Disney World? Oh, without a doubt. I, I'm so not interested <laughs> into this art of Marvel nonsense. G- give me, like, some sort of real hotel themed as part of a superhero world, I, like Art of Marvel Bugle. doesn't interest yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't. All they're doing me. is updating the current New York hotel, which I don't know if you guys seen it. Kind of, I don't know. It's not very exciting. It, I lived right by New York, so I, I, I've, I've seen the real New York. It, I don't need to. It go really there. doesn't <laughs> even look like New York. It's, it's almost looks like um, the decor is kind of brightly colored. It, it reminds me a lot of the Swan and Dolphin, to be honest with you. It's kind of got the a lot of stripes and some bright blues in the carpets and muted tones on the wall or kind of contradiction. And the, the whole outside of the building just kind of has a days in feel to me. I wasn't very excited about it. So maybe this will uh, kind of inject some excitement into the lobby. Yeah, and, and I was actually just thinking, Damon, kind of along to where your point is, you know, we're going to get into the Star Wars Hotel in a second here, but, you know, the Star Wars Hotel, if that's as, as successful as they expect it to be, I mean, next step could be a Marvel-themed hotel. Where I, you I have don't a, think they're going to be able to do it. I heard that that contract is, like, iron-freaking-clad. I, I, I mean, it, it, it might it might be. I mean, I, it just it's interesting, uh, an idea, if this, you know, we're going to talk about this I think in a second, we'll see but, it on the West Coast before we'll ever see it in Florida. I could. I mean, yeah. That I, I'm sense. not sure exactly how the contract goes, but 
uh, if you remember when they used to wrap the monorails, the monorail people would ask, well, how can you get away with the, you know, the I think it was the Avengers there where they had all the characters in one movie, and Hulk yeah. is also on the monorail, and people say, well, well, doesn't that break the contract? How how are they getting away with this? And and I guess the stipulation in the contract is it has to be in the theme park. So that's why you never saw that wrapped monorail in Epcot because that monorail did oh, go in the park. Funny. So they kept it on the Magic Kingdom loop, and therefore it kind of skirted that whole, well, you can't have a character in the park thing. And and that lasted a long time. I mean, we haven't seen any sense, but that that's yeah. how you got those characters there on Disney property without, you know, getting sued by Universal. It does mm. seem like Disney's been testing the boundaries of that contract lately. You, you know, the way I look at it is they have enough money. I think what's going to eventually happen, they're just going to buy out the contract. There's going to be a stupid number. You know, all our all our ticket prices are going to go up five bucks, right? And they're going to cobble together three billion dollars, and it's going to be something that Universal will not be able to say no to. And to be absolutely honest with you, I was just at Universal as well. Um, I, I mean, they, they've there used to be a point where those rides were kind of broken down because the, whatever they were working out with the contract, like Universal was like it felt like that area was like getting a little slummy, right? Well, they've gone back and they redone a little bit of the Hulk, right? So that's like kind of you know, let's you know air quote updated and things like that i'll be honest with you i think what's going to end up happening is is that they're going to sell out to harry potter right we're going to see a harry potter hotel and that whole area of marvel is going to turn into something harry potter that's my personal i think when universe listen it's no secret that universal really has no land left and if they're going to build new attractions they're going to have to tear stuff down and they're going to have to reimagine stuff and that is a great area where they could just say you know what we're ready to move on let's tell disney we'll take that bag of money and we can do it on their dime yep yeah i, I've I, I do like the whole ride though Wait, oh chris <laughs> just so you know um, Tom rides no real rides. That's no, not true. No real rides. <laughs> so the Hulk and like Doctor Doom. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'd see him on Spider Man, but those two rides would be off the I table. Would for on, him. I would go on Spider Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I said, but not the Hulk and Doctor Doom. <laughs> Doctor Doom for an off the shelf ride is fantastic. I do like that. So, so Chris, the other one of the things for me is I love Dollywood. Like love Dollywood. I've even said I think on the podcast that I might actually like Dollywood better than Disney, which is crazy. But they have a ride there that is Doctor Doom, but thirty feet higher, called like some something drop. And we just went on it this uh, when we were there this past couple of weeks ago, and that was also very fun. Very. You'd fun. have to go on the version that's on top of that tower, the Stratus Tower there in Las Vegas. No, thank that's you. That's crazy. <laughs> no, that's a little much for even me. Yeah, I did that once. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i've done it none times so also no thank you to that but so anyway so i i think it's an interesting concept for a hotel um you know i i think it should be should help definitely for disneyland paris and uh you know i i think it's a good idea i i would love to see something like that at disney world but you know like we said it's kind of restricted at this moment we don't know if that can ever happen or although based on what you said chris it sounds like you know if they built a hotel outside the park that the contract doesn't apply to that. Am I, am I wrong by saying that? Uh, It appears to me that there's a lot of flexibility that they have to explore. And the problem with building something is if it doesn't work and you get sued, what, what are your options? You know, it's different to say, well, let's wrap the, wrap the monorail and see what happens because we can pull that off in a night. But if you're going to, announce a hotel and Universal doesn't say anything and then they wait for it to be built and you spent millions of dollars putting it together and then they challenge it, now what do you do? It's it's risky. Yeah, that's a good point. 
the other thing too is uh, I, I'm, so the, the universal contract only applies to like Hulk and Spider-Man, right? It doesn't touch any of the other Avengers or well, Guardians you, or any of that you, stuff. You have Doctor Doom, right? So, so it is definitely. Actually, I'm going to probably let Chris take this because I mean I know a little bit, but he might know it, a little more. It's like more a than specific set of characters, and you know, obviously we've we've seen Guardians come in now, and we'll talk about that later. But the the other issue is is that again. What does that contract mean? That thing is under lock and key, you know? And if that's the case, then why not try something small? Why not try a meet and greet in the hotel? or why try, try something that you can challenge, that you can pull out really quick if universal Christ foul. Yeah, that's interesting. And I had actually read an article, too, that even Guardians of the Galaxy was maybe up for debate about, you know, the, that contract and that... Somebody had written that uh, Disney and Universal had come together and I guess come to an agreement that Guardians of the Galaxy was fair game for Disney to go after. But I, who knows, you know, if that if that is true or not. It, it seems like the 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 contract that they have is both not vague, but not as specific as it probably should have been. Marvel probably didn't make the best terms on that deal when they you know desperately did it years ago. <laughs> yeah, and they, it was desperate. That was the problem. They needed the money at that point. I, I wonder yeah. too. What goes on behind the scenes? Is this something that Disney lawyers talk about and say, well, what if this, what if that? Or do they actually get in a room with Universal and ask for permission, which would be a little awkward, but saying, hey, this is what we plan on doing. Does this violate you know, our agreement? I would bet that's what they do. I mean, I would think they'd have to, or else they're not going to throw, you know, like you said, they're not going to throw a ton of money at something only to get sued later by, by Universal, right? <laughs> I would hope not anyway. I think, like I said, what's going to happen is we're going to see this on the West Coast first. Then all of a sudden, a big bag of money and dollar sign Scrooge McDuck style is going to get delivered. It's going to go away. <laughs> it's going to turn into Harry Potter or, shoot, that area could turn into Transformers, right? Depend- well, last you, just gave night- me, you just gave me an image of Bob Iger swimming through a bunch of gold coins. In his <laughs> well, we all know that Universal can be very uh, generous. Um, you know, it wasn't uh, that long ago when you couldn't buy Oswald merchandise and Thanks to the folks yeah. at Universal, they were they own the rights to that. They gave it back to Disney. And... That's true. So so Trevor's pushing the, pushing the ship. Push the ship. We have to talk about the Star Wars Hotel. <laughs> yeah. Because, so let's yeah. let's with an, with lots of exclamation points. Let's say the Star Wars Hotel is real. It is happening. Uh, wow, crazy. <laughs> I, I Ten year old believe me just it. lost its mind. Yeah, I, I mean, I believe it, but see, I think the biggest problem with this is is that you can announce it. What is it going to cost, and what does that immersion mean? I think those are the two biggest things. Like, do I have to get dressed up too? And if I do, that's what awesome. What do you mean right? have to? <laughs> well, that's true. But like, I want them. This is what we were. We were actually talking about this. We said, "Hey, listen, you know, what can they do to make it, you know, something that like." It's really immersive. Hand out Jedi robes. Like, maybe I don't want to get out of my regular clothes, but if you hand me a Jedi robe, well, you know, I'm not a Jedi, right? So hand me some sort of robe as I walk in this place that I have to wear in the building. Awesome, right? So they did announce that, actually, at D23, that you will be dressing up as But as what is that? Yeah, but what does that mean? Does that mean, like, I have to put on, like, a full-blown Stormtrooper outfit? Does that mean I get a robe? That's kind of what we're I'm, getting at. I'm thinking you're think probably neither. more... Go ahead. Sorry, Trevor. What did you say? I was going to say, I think neither, because looking at the the concepts for it, it's very, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like the stuff that all the stand, the the background people were wearing in the shows. So 
only the the Jedi were wearing the robes and but yeah. But you're telling me like I have to get that. dressed up in like background Star Wars character stuff. Like that that's kind of what you're saying? I, I think they're encouraging it. I, well, I, see, I don't see how they could enforce it. But If I it's think not enforced, it's... then I don't want to no. go. <laughs> as soon as I read that, I'm an avid cruiser, okay? If I'm not at Disney World, I'm on the ocean. I love cruising. And the, if you follow any cruise page or whether it be Cruise Critic or anything on Facebook, the biggest debate in cruising is formal night. People don't dress up for formal night, get all irritated with the people who do dress up because they don't want them in the dining room. And now I'm saying, is this hotel going to be the same battle? Are we going to have guys that say, he's not dressed up, he shouldn't be allowed to stay here? And the other guy saying, what do you care what I wear if I want to get involved or not? Because on cruising, the formal night debate is a, is so huge. And I just kind of see that same argument coming out. And, and that's what you guys are just going with it. So it's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. And that's not even immersive, right? So, I mean, we, we do the same thing. So we cruise a lot too, but we don't dress up for formal night. But I'm going to go on the opposite end here and say that if you're not dressed up in the Star Wars hotel, then you need to be kicked out. That's it. Like, well, you should be taken away to stormtroopers, should come get you, take you away. Your money's gone. They throw you out. Maybe it's trial, <laughs> it. trial by lightsaber combat. <laughs> no, just throw you out. There's no trial. You didn't dress up. You're I, out. I That's honestly it. think that if, if any hotel or if any of these rumors don't make it off, even after the announcement, we've seen, you know, there's a handful of resorts that have been announced and, and never uh, built, whether it's, you know, Frontier Junction or the Mediterranean Resort. <laughs> or I mean, these were officially announced, signs put up, and just never just never built. My, my biggest problem with this are a couple things. One, will it fall into the same... Uh, category or you know the same fate I guess is uh, what happened to the Disney Institute which did pretty well when it started out but eventually people stopped coming and when they did their market research people said I don't want to go to Disney to do that I want to go to Disney to go to the parks I want to go to the Magic Kingdom I I don't want to do that so so let's run a little math because I was trying to run this math in my head right what do we think it's going to cost and how many rooms do you think there will be right so in my head this is what I have. I have 250 rooms, $1,000 a person a day. What did, what, did they announce how many days it's going to be? The, they, the didn't. they just said it's a multi-day experience. Okay, so I'm going to say three days, $1,000 a person per day, 250 rooms. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I could be way off base here. That's going to take a long time for people to get through it that want to do it. For how many, I don't want to say it, how many people that are going to be just like me that are going to be lined up day one it's going to take a long time for people to get into it. That's what I, I kind of wonder. If if you do this and you build this, can you still make money if you do a, you know, if that's what you're doing? If you're limiting it to, let's say, 250 rooms as a three-day experience and, you know, you can fit in 100 of these episodes. Even at four or $500 for, say, a base room, I, again, it's a, such a niche market. I just don't – I'm a pessimistic person anyway, and I just don't see that working. <laughs> I so, just think if if you took something besides Star Wars, maybe, but I think Star Wars market is so huge, I don't know. And, Sorry, and Trevor. I was going to say, this is my thinking is, you know, when, when you talk about like people going to Disney hotels, they, they look at a Disney park as, well, you know, it's, it's my holiday. It's, they're thinking about it differently. The people that are going to go to this hotel, they are 
Star Wars crazy. I can guarantee you that this will be the most like I wasn't passionate the C word. See, that's that's the thing. Well, I, I try but, to stay away from that. <laughs> but they're they're the most passionate people you will find about passionate this kind of thing, and they will love this. So. I don't see, I mean, the price point, I don't think will be an issue for the people who really want to do it. And I think that there's enough people out based on, you know, comic conventions and all everything else that I've seen around Star Wars. I think it's big enough to at least maintain this for a little while. And the other thing about the dress code, um, it almost sounds to me like, you know, they're going to include clothes as part of the the experience, which I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought that too, but how? I just don't know. But, I mean, like, kind of like pick your magic band, pick your outfit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense, right? You know, if you're paying for this whole big thing, and they're like, "Well, you know, here's your here's your attire for it." Here's the here's the other thing: is it that, or is it going to be something where, like, you know, you take those old timey Western photos that you just go and pick something out, a la Westworld, yeah, right? Like, it's going to be something like that. Yeah. Scene in Westworld where they're, they're it's checking like in fit clothing that yeah. fits over your own clothing. <laughs> That, exactly. That's what I was thinking, these Jedi robes thing. I, I have this feeling it's going to be something simpler as some sort of standard robish outfit. Yeah, I would guess that too. <laughs> so everybody... I, <laughs> well, well no, maybe I, you have like a couple some, different colors or yeah, something. Yeah, there's got to be some personalization So now what about it, right? this? What about right. the people that are really into it and own their own Stormtrooper outfit? Are they going to be allowed to take uh, that? No, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> nope, because it's just like the princesses in the park. It's, when you turn over 13, no dice. It's gonna yeah, that, no way. That's true. They they won't let you. I mean, yeah. If you brought your own stormtrooper gear, they would just say because some ya, of that. Right? Have you guys? And listen, this is this is an interesting thing. Have you ever been to the park and seen it? Because again, now you can't do it. Ever been to the park and seen a princess? You know, an, an adult lady dressed up as a princess whose outfit just totally beats the crud out of Disney's outfits. Because I have many that times. Does, that does exist. It's it's called Disney bound. Well, they also have Disney bounding, but usually but, it's yeah, which I've never done before, but. If you look at comic expos, that's where yeah, you cosplay get. people. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've, seen, my it, wife I've if, seen it in the park where like that Cinderella looks better than that Cinderella. <laughs> I've asked my wife if I can show up to the park dressed as a dapper Dan, and she said no. No, that, so. the, the comic <laughs> kicked out. Uh, some of those outfits are amazing, and the question is: is you know are are they tied to Disney? Are they going to go? Are, it's it's a complicated question, and. I'm sure they did their research on it, but like I said, out of out of all of these announcements, this one may morph the most. You you may get ended up getting a wandered a watered down version once it's built and up and running. You may get something that changes in only a few weeks, and hey, this didn't work or that worked. It's just so new. I so, have this feeling that Chris may be right where we're going to get a watered-down version of what has been announced, So which makes me sad. My thought is a little bit different. I, I'm thinking they're just going to to make this as personal of an experience as they can. I feel like it's going to be really small. So what I mean by that is maybe like a 50-room hotel, right? So, so do the math on that, though. You know how much... Cause oh, it's going to cost a fortune. <laughs> I think it costs... Over, that would, if you go to 50, I think you're over $1,000 a person per day. Let's call it a three-day experience. Man, I don't even think Disney could could do something like that. That's almost like Westworld money. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's true. I mean, I'm not really sure. I I have a lot of questions about this. Like, if while you're doing this, if you're, I mean, it would probably make sense that you're only allowed to stay into in Star Wars Land, right? I mean, like, what if you're just walking around Star Wars Land? And it's like, you know, I really like to go on, uh, you know, Tower of Terror right now. Are you allowed to leave? Is it, you know, are you constantly? Yeah, I, I think what's going to happen is is that there's going to be events. D- during you know the day or it's something that's just are you shut off from the whole are you shut that's off that's what life? i was wondering so this, is, right this isn't the type of place <laughs> do they make you locker up your cell phone this you doesn't know? seem yes. like the hotel where you're gonna stay for 
a week to tour all the parks. You're going to go there for a few days. You're going to get immersed in Star Wars. You're going to hit Galaxy Edge, and, and, you know, that's it. That's all you're doing. So, again, it comes back to is that what people are going to want to do? Are they going to go to Disney and carve out X amount of days out of their week to just do that experience? I will. I'll be one of the first people signed up. And I'll tell you, if it's it, $1,000 per person is kind of like what I'm looking at. I hate to tell Disney that. Not that Disney's really listening, right? But I hate to tell them that. But like that's kind of like where I would see it. And I'd be okay with that. I mean, that would cost a lot of money. But I'd be all right with that. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how this goes. Because I, I, I tend to think, and I, I hope, uh, you know, Chris, Chris, no offense to you. I hope you're wrong because I, I definitely think it would be cool for it to happen, you know. <laughs> so I would hate for it to be one of those things that gets announced and never happens. I almost just feel like there's so much momentum, though, and there's so many Star Wars fans. It's almost like it has to happen, right? Like at this point, if they just backed off on it, I feel like people would lose it. I, I don't know, though. I mean, who knows? I could they see could. them watering it well, down they... to the point where it would appeal to a broader audience, um, you know, maybe be a little more palatable to people. And, you, you know, I don't. My wife could care less about Star Wars. I'm thrilled to death about the whole Star Wars land. I love it, but they're and, and I hang around with people there. They never saw the first movies, and I, you know, I look at them like they have three heads. I can't figure that out. But you got to remember that the whole family's got to be into this. This is still a family vacation, and if you have one or two family members that may resist, that may even close off more people. They go. They get thrown into Stormtrooper jail. Uh, my kids had to go to Stormtrooper jail for three <laughs> days. May, I'm okay with they that. They may split the I, stay. I, you know, if, if, if you know, two, two out of four people are into it, maybe the other two you know, spend a day at the spa or whatever. But well, I, I think what we're going we're gonna to know pretty much right away what they're doing when we figure out how big it is. I think once – again, if you're – because I would agree. If they all of a sudden say that they're doing three to – you know, three – I don't even know how many rooms would be big. A thousand rooms, 1,500 rooms, whatever. What, what's the biggest hotel there? The biggest would be – well, all your big hotels are your least expensive. Port Orleans is over 2,000 together. Okay. Um, Pop Century is almost 3,000 rooms. Caribbean Beach is one of the largest with over 2,000 rooms. So, so I think if we see something over 1,000 rooms – we're going to get something watered down. That's my opinion, right? To, again, like you said, make it more palatable to people, and I think more palatable in their pockets. I think if you go to 250 rooms, you probably get a more immersive experience, but it's going to cost a lot more. So I think that's when we're going to kind of know where they're going with this if they make it that far. I honestly think that this was leaked on purpose. If you remember, the artwork was mysteriously just kind of out there. Yeah. I think you'll see a lot of trial balloons with this resort before it's finished, and they'll make tweaks here and there and, and – I agree. They want an immersive experience, uh, Damon. I do believe that they're looking to make this a specialty hotel, unlike anything out there. But if they have to carve it back based on reactions from social media, they will. And and you know what the interesting part about this is, is that when I heard this announcement, I was very excited. But again, you know what actually got me even more excited? I said, what if they did Harry Potter and Universal? Mm. Well, they Mm. actually... (laughs) So I just read an article that ever since Disney announced this, that Universal's putting out their own kind of trial balloons about doing exactly that. So, <laughs> Okay, so here's the question. I'm a Harry Potter person. I, I think Harry Potter is a little, little bit easier to do. I'd rather go there. Oh, I hate to say that, but I'd rather go there. But I think Disney would Ooh. do it better. I don't know enough about Harry Potter. I'd have no interest in that. Yeah, I think that I think Disney has the money to do it better, but I think the Harry Potter world translates better. Unless you're giving me like the cantina, unless like I, I don't even know. 
what could they do there? So what's the immersion, right? So is it going around to the park and, you know, hitting little buttons and picking up little things? Like, what is this immersion no. going to be? Well, so based on, like, the concept art, and one of the things he actually said in, in the presentation was that, so when you're staying in the rooms, it's going to feel like you're on a ship, right? So it's like you're staying on a ship. And then every window that you look out of, of this hotel. So if you're looking out your window in your hotel room, you're looking into space. Kind of like Harry Potter land, how they do that. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying though? Like, yeah. so it's, I, I would, uh, I would say it's more like the Skyline restaurant, Disney Cruise Line. Come on. Let's keep it in the family. Yeah, that is true too. <laughs> All right. I'll give you that. David's going to break actually, off and make his own universal uh, podcast. <laughs> no. I was actually going to compare it. Sorry, I was going to say, I was going actually going to compare it to the restaurant that they're opening in Epcot that's supposed to be space themed. I get the feeling that that's going to be, that'll be the Disney trial run for that effect and, and what they do with it. I think oh. Disney Cruise Line already pulls that effect off where you can go to that, that yeah. one bar where it looks like you can see the skyline of any city. They change, yeah, it's pretty cool. you know, they change it. And, oh, well, and the interior rooms on Disney Cruise Line too have the portholes too, right? That show the outside of the ship. If you're if you're far yes. down, if you're in the cheap seats, yeah. If you're yeah, which is where I would be because you know yeah. Well, so okay, so you haven't given like so. All right, so you got me a window. <laughs> I got a window. <laughs> well, okay, like so. Or is complete it like complete immersion? Right? Is it is it like a murder mystery? How involved am I going to be for the money I'm talking about? Like, can I? I mean, again, I'm talking crazy. Like, can I like take a blaster and you know stop a stormtrooper from doing something? Yeah, but did you notice when they talk about even the new Star Wars area that everything is about? Well, if you do this, it's going to affect that. If you you, you do- know what that's like, though, right? That's like our famous Universal Land and the magic wands and stuff. I mean, I'm just saying, right? Like, I think it's going to be kind of different than that, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be more of um, I don't know who who said uh, dinner mystery. That yeah, that's what me. So like some sort of mystery dinner. I think, or I think enough of those things have been around where perhaps they've come up with a formula, and and you know it, it's going to be almost like one of those Mad Libs we used to use when we were kids, where if you fill in a certain word, it takes you to a different place. See, and I would like that. What I don't want it to be is like a Kim Possible thing, right? Like I understand that that's very simplistic in terms of what they're they're going for. But that's not what I'm looking for here, right? If I'm paying this money, I want, you know, the dinner murder mystery. I want an escape room, right? Because, again, that's another big thing, right? Like, give me a Star mm-hmm. Wars escape oh, yeah, room. Be cool. Because that's yeah. something you can be immersive in, and I'm not affecting everyone at that same time, right? There could be things like that. And I'm cool with all of that, but I still want to grab a blaster. And I, I want they there can, to be somebody that can, like, drive the story. I want there to be. A, they can make it a trash compactor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would actually be good. I like that. Really idea. Yeah. Um, but again, I want to be able to drive the story in some sense for the money I think we're going to end up spending. That's all. And I, I think based on what they've announced, that's kind of what they're going to be going for is exactly what you're saying. Because, And we'll talk about this as no, we No, me talk- personally. Nobody else in the resort. I want to be able to drive the story myself. <laughs> you first kidding. Well, I, I think the idea is that you're going to be able to drive your own story, right? So, And, and that's kind of a lot of what they're talking about with the Star Wars land stuff is that you know, you're going to end up creating a reputation based on what you do on the rides, based on your interaction with the cast members. And I, I think that was probably – it'll probably be – you know, it sounds to me like the Harry Potter stuff is right. Like, you know, you have the interactive wand and you point at something and you do a couple moves and then something happens, right? This is more of like the decisions that you make change how your experience goes. It takes you down different paths and it takes you into different things. So, um, so sorry, Chris, were you going to say something really quick before we move on here? Because we, we're, we, uh, we want to keep going. So, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that uh, if you guys ever have the time, uh, they have a Disney, Disney Research does have their own webpage. A lot of people don't know about it and it's Disney 
Research is the title of the webpage, and they are experimenting with uh, LED technology. LEDs, lights that can communicate with each other, and you mentioned the wands, but what they show is a wand pointing at a princess dress, so the princess dress will light up. Um, but as as far as Star Wars, this hotel thing really did come out of nowhere. I actually participated in the super top secret uh, survey uh, over two years ago, where they basically sent me an email, and I had to swear that you know I would kill my children if I had any, which I don't. That if I talked to, about this to anybody social media or anything and I had to basically do this digital signature thing and I had this this very intensive uh, not pick A, B or C it was you had to fill out a paragraph for each thing and I still have screenshots from it but nothing ever and that it, it basically went over what characters what lands do you want what do you want this to be a restaurant how many rides should it have what should the rides be like the thing took me forever to do it was pretty much an hour survey and it never said anything about a hotel it never mentioned would you stay at a themed hotel it was all park related so when this thing came out when it was originally leaked i have to admit i was like i did not see that coming at all yeah, it was it was surprising to me too. And truthfully, there's and they said it at D twenty three. There's nothing that exists like this in in the world where it's a complete and total immersion in a in a hotel experience, and it's a luxury hotel. They did describe it, Damon, as a luxury hotel experience. So they're mm. already prepositioning us for for expensive. <laughs> so, but let's let's we've talked a lot about Star Wars. Let's let's uh, let's move on to kind of our next topic, and let's start talking a little bit about parks. Because uh, there were a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of parks uh, announcements. And I, I kind of have this broken down by park because kind of like Trevor mentioned in the beginning, uh, every park is getting touched, right? So every park is going to have something coming to it. So the first thing I have on here is we talked about this podcast or two ago about the Tron coaster uh, coming to Tomorrowland. That is confirmed. That is announced. That is happening. Um, so, which is really, really amazing. It is going to be open by the 50th anniversary in 2021 of, uh, of Magic Kingdom. And so it's going to, it looks like it's going to feature the multicolored cell roof. We don't know for sure. They didn't really say for sure, but they, they had the, the look of the roof and the concept art. Um, and it looks like, and they announced also that Tomorrowland Speedway is not going to, uh, is, it's not going to be taken over. Yay. So that's yeah, the best Damon's announcement a, of it all. Damon's all. excited Damon's about that true. whole thing. Yes, <laughs> I was. I never thought that was getting taken away. And, and I just laughed at every blog that put that out there. That, there is so much land between World Drive and the edge of the Magic Kingdom. There's no reason why you would have to remove that. Um, it's been modified, I think, three times now. It it was its largest track was in '74, so it opened in uh, when it opened. The track was not the same size as it was. Uh, they modified it in '74. It was its longest. They actually made it longer. They then, uh, when they put Space Mountain in, they then shortened it to put in '88 to put Mickey's Birthday Land in, and then they had to shorten it again. Um, you know when they for this last update so i don't think they're afraid to modify that track in any way and there's really no reason to take it out so is this where tom just doesn't talk because tron coaster is too scary for him 
<laughs> he he Chris, he went to, you know, Disney recently and we were like trying our hardest to get him just to go on Space Mountain and that's that's off well, the table. Okay, so we didn't get to talk about this on the last podcast and we really don't have time to talk about it now. But we had <laughs> No, no, we always have time to talk about <laughs> we, this. We had a fast pass for Space Mountain. We were going to go on Space Mountain and my wife that morning uh had said that she was not feeling like going on Space Mountain that morning. She said she wasn't feeling well, so she wanted to change. That's just a good wife, dude. That's just, all that is. That's just a good <laughs> no, wife. No, I was I was all yeah. I was I said I was I was all for it. I was Yeah, I was and that's just you have a good wife. That's that's what you got. <laughs> you know, single riders a thing too, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, we looked at we looked at a couple times where it was standby and you you know Space Mountain. Space Mountain if you're not there for rope drop or a fast pass, you're waiting for like two hours. So I we just So, so Chris, are we is Tom I'm even allowed to call himself a Disney fan with never been on Space Mountain at all. Well, what's your take on this? Did you ever go on Splash Mountain? Yeah, see, I don't do drops. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, he's not even like a Disney fan, like at all. That's well, a, in, in my opinion, I, I've watched many YouTube videos of Splash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I have been unable to ride. I went uh, in April, and then I don't know. My wife and I booked DVC stay for the first week of April and then realized that everything's opening after we leave. So <laughs> that was kind of dumb. So we <laughs> we decided to go back again in June. But both times I did not make it to Space Mountain, and I was very upset. That's that's one of those must-dos for me. I, I have to ride Space Mountain. So what, yeah. when, when Tron comes out, is that, like, to me, I, I've always loved Tron. Like, like I grew up the with movies, that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so uh, like you're literally gonna have space mountain and tron right next to each other i feel like that whole area is just gonna like blow up when that when i saw tron you know as soon as as shanghai opened i of course immediately ran to youtube and i was just super excited i said oh i want that mm-hmm. i want that but then i was thinking i'm like I don't know if I want the Tron one. I mean, you could easily modify that to make those speeder bikes and put that in Star Wars. That would be awesome if it was oh, in Star Wars. I it never would, even thought about that. It would, and you could go through the Endor Forest, and I started thinking this would be a better ride for Star Wars. But we ended up with Tron, so. I, I'm just happy for, for me that we're getting something that's a little bit of a thrill ride. Again, I'm a thrill ride person, and I think that that, for me, as I get a little bit older, as my kids get a little bit older, too, that's something that is a little bit lacking, and I'm happy about this announcement. Well, and, you know, this is actually... Even though Chris just ruined it for me, because now I'm like, he's right. <laughs> Endor Forest would be the awesomest thing ever. Well, you know, they, I, you know, they could do though. it. They could do it. Well, I mean, not there, they couldn't. Well, no, I yeah. mean, at Star Wars Land later down the line, I mean, I'm sure they left some room for expansion. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because there's no. They only more. They they only more spinner rides. Come on, this that's is true. Enough. That's true. <laughs> it, but yeah, there's no action. I mean, there there's going to be a simulator ride in Star Wars Land, but there's no coaster or anything, right? Yeah, see, that's I. I can just barely do Star Tours. That's that's my weakness. Is the old for... Star Tours, Chris, used to get me. The old one, especially. We were there when the old one was like almost finishing and like it was really far off between the you know movement and the video that used to get me the new one not so much yeah when i I went on a backstage tour and uh they took us into the room we had to wait until the lights turn off to actually go into the room and watch it move Um, because it was weird was that if I don't think you've ever noticed it when you go on. If you walk in there, you actually can see the big empty room. There's nothing really there to, to stop you from looking over the, the little gangway that you walk across. So once the lights were turned off, then we could go in there. We could turn the lights on. We couldn't obviously turn the lights on in the room and 
while the machine was moving, I mean, while it was loading and unloading, and he he actually explained why people get sick on it. It's because that old ride, somebody had to sit in there and move a joystick to try to match the film, and he was in there for, he was the only one that couldn't get sick. He did it for days to try to match it. And that's why the new one is all computerized, so now they can sync things up exactly. And that's why the old one made you more sick than the oh, new one. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. But I, I'm super excited for Tron. Like I said, I think that it's going to be, like I said, a thrill ride, which is something that's needed there, in, in my opinion. So, well, and and you know, it's the fastest ro- it's the fastest roller coaster Disney's ever built. So, well, what is the speed? What are they looking at? I forget. I, I believe it's slightly over sixty-five. Okay, and rock and roller coaster is what? Like sixty. Two, <laughs> like okay. it's not but that much faster. That's only on launch, though. That's yeah, exactly that's right correct. Now. Yeah. Well, Tom can enjoy the light show. From yeah. The canopy. I'll stand <laughs> underneath and watch how how cool it is. <laughs> it is really cool. If if you haven't seen it, uh, if anybody's listening and you haven't seen the Tron coaster, go to YouTube, check it out. Definitely. The lighting is amazing. Yeah, and, and I'm it hoping will really add a lot of kinetics <clears throat> to and, and atmosphere to Tomorrowland. I mean, the new LED lighting on on Space Mountain. These are the things that I notice when I go to the parks, and and I'm not sure how many people notice that, but when they put that new LED lighting on Space Mountain, I, I, it was like that's fantastic. It's just so vibrant, that's... and it changes colors, and and this is just going to add to it even more. So so that's funny because so when was that put in the LED lighting on Space Mountain? Uh, I've been to too many trips where see, I see, noticed it. Was it two? It's been a while. It's been a few years. So it's funny. Like, it totally didn't even know that happened. <laughs> like, I ride Space Mountain every time I go. Totally didn't well, even know that happened. I'm, like, well, so oblivious. I think that's why, like, when my wife gets a haircut, I'm always in trouble. You know, it's like I'm one of those people. So <laughs> I, I don't even remember noticing that. Well, you, you know what I equate it to is so um, so Tomorrowland in Disney World has the, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. And Disneyland used to have the people mover. And I remember when the people mover was operating and now that it's not um you're right chris the 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 kinetic energy of the area just dies when all you've got is just just static concrete structures right and, and they lost right. it with the skyride getting taken out too i mean you lost yeah. a lot with that oh yeah I, I missed that too it was that i mean that that just added to the whole atmosphere of it and when it's not there you're just kind of looking around and it's just these buildings and it's it doesn't make it any better than than any other theme park with just you know facades like you need you need those things and i think you're right tron will bring that it'll bring that that movement back to the parks that they've they've kind of lost in tomorrowland i think maybe the wishing of the uh tron cycles will drown out the putt putt sound that everybody hates about the tomorrowland speedway I love that sound. They I'm just want to get rid of the gas stink, though. The gas yeah, smell they need to I love the gas electric. smell, too. Yeah, I like the gas smell, too. Yeah. <laughs> if it well, goes so, all electric, I'll be disappointed. So you guys I believe that it gets a complete reprieve, huh? That it's not, they're still not going to yes. replace it at some point? Nope. No, leave it there. I, I can't see it. it there, unless, like, the, the amount of real estate, like you said, the, the fact that that area is so large and the track and everything... I mean, they, there would have to be something really huge that they would put in to replace a ride like that. And see, th- this is the other interesting thing. Um, you know, when we were talking about this, you know, in general, and we were talking about how Epcot's getting away from these sponsorships and things like that. I, I mean, I think that's one of the areas that always could have used a sponsorship, but I don't think it matters anymore. That's why I think we also won't lose a lot of rides because there's just so much influx of Marvel movie money coming in. 
they don't need to anymore. I guess I, Chris, I've always been the proponent of nothing should ever go away and Ellen Only should Ed. stay forever and we should just keep building out until it's the size of Los Angeles. Ellen's energy adventure should be burned with fire. <laughs> oh, I love that place. I we'll, love it. We'll, 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 talk about, we'll talk about let, that in a few. Yeah, let's we'll finish talk. up with Magic Kingdom yeah, and then we can go to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, what, what's I next? Would, I would say uh, one last thing on the, you know, the whole Tron thing is that I, I do think it, it's a win. I think that area needs it. Uh, they'll have to probably put a tunnel up to hide the train they really don't like the train to be seen in Tomorrowland I, I still like that they kind of keep it that way the smokers will be disappointed because that's where the smoking section is sorry smokers <laughs> they'll have to find a new place um, but yeah I, I, you know just and just to finish this up really quickly I, you know just thinking about it um, you know what could they really replace the 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 Tomorrowland Speedway with when they're going to build that beautiful Tron area? If they put a building there, you know, like if they replaced it with something that had a building, you'd block that whole view. So I can't see them doing that either. So I, I kind of you have think... to understand that it's purposeful that you can't see the Tomorrowland Speedway as you enter Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. The original concept for Epcot was all vehicles would drive underneath it. That's why it's below ground. Ah. When Tomorrowland was designed and the People Mover put in with the Skyway, it was supposed to represent the different different levels of transportation that when we looked into the future we would see and you also saw it in the skyway exhibit at the world's fair so you had uh your ground transportation which was actually below ground then you had the people mover which was your midway transportation and the skyway which was the represented that upper level so it's not it's not uh, a coincidence that you can't see the Tomorrowland Speedway as you enter Tomorrowland. That that is purposefully done. Oh yeah, definitely, and that's that's what I'm saying. You know, you, you if they put if they were to tear it down and put something else there, then they're gonna they end up blocking the view of the new Tron thing they just built. So so yeah, I, I totally know what you mean, and that makes total sense. So uh, just to move on here, the other Magic Kingdom announcement, and this one, I don't know about you guys, this one was like what? I was I was kind of surprised by this one. Um, I didn't see it coming. There were really no rumors about this that I had seen, but um, they are building a new uh, theater on Main Street USA um, right there in, you know, Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's going to look like the Willis Wood Theater in uh, 1920s Kansas, Kansas City, which makes total sense if you know anything about what uh, Main Street USA is modeled after. Um, it, the question is, that, you know, there's no word really on when this is going to be completed or what's going to be in it. Uh, so uh, my question is, first of all, I've seen conflicting things about where they're actually putting this. Uh, I, I have no idea. Uh, but from what I heard, it seems like it's going to be in a currently backstage area. And if, if you've ever left after a particularly busy parade show, they, they kind of walk you back through this area to get you out of the park to open up extra exits. If you guys know what I'm talking about, it's there's like a little backstage walkway mm-hmm. between uh, between Tomorrowland and, um, and uh, Main Street there. And so, but my question is, if it's behind Main Street, is it still really on Main Street? I don't know. <laughs> I guess the bigger question is, is does anyone really care? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Sure. I don't care either. I, I, I think it's cool they're putting a theater in there. Uh, I think it's one of those things that's been... Uh, you know, kind of lacking in there. I, my question is, do they bring back like an Aladdin from, you know, like a, from like Disneyland? Do they throw Frozen in there? Like what what are they going to put How in there? How about this? How about you take everything that Disney does on Broadway and just pack it up and ship it down there to be off Broadway, off, off, off Broadway. 
I'd be okay I, I, with that. When I, when they announced this, and I also did not see this coming, I originally thought they were going to redo the theater. And I know Tony's isn't gourmet food, but I just have a nostalgic niche, like a little a little piece of my heart for Tony's. And I thought, oh my god, are they going to gut that whole thing and redo it and take Tony's out? And then someone corrected me and said, no, it's probably going to go in the cast member parking lot that's behind there, where they kind of dressed it up a little bit to move people out. And I was okay with that, and then I read that, oh, it's going to be modeled after the 1920s, and the total Disney nerd in me went, but it doesn't fit in Main Street, USA. That's the wrong timeline. (laughs) The wrong time period. (laughs) I'm like, uh, you know, uh, it's just not the right timeline. It's... the whole thing just doesn't make sense to me, and, and that's why I think I'm. I'm like this is this was the least interesting thing I got out of D twenty three because it was like I, I don't remember every, anyone ever saying that we needed a theater there. Hey, I'm and, I'm all for anything that eats people because that's less people in another line. So I'm okay. True. With that. I will say that I did go to I did see the Aladdin show at um, DAC uh, at or Disney's California Adventure and. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed with that theater. I mean, that theater is. I listen. I'm. I live in Connecticut. I've been to Broadway, and that theater, it was is a top notch theater. Just technically speaking, the effects they can do in there, the lighting, the seating. So, I was actually a little excited to have a a, a theater of that caliber put in the Florida theme park that wasn't originally designed to be uh, some cheesy attraction, which is basically what they have now. Um. So that part I liked about it. Well, Trevor, can I ask you this? If if they threw, you told me you've seen the Frozen show at Disneyland, um, and I'm assuming you've probably seen Aladdin too. If mm-hmm. they took one of those shows and ported them over there, would you be interested in that? Like, would that make you feel more interested in it, or would you want them to do a whole brand new show? Um, I honestly, I I mean, one when when Aladdin went away, that was really sad because Aladdin was. It was a really good show, and and I mean Frozen's good too. Um, technically, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of really great effects in it, but uh, honestly, for me, Frozen, I'm over Frozen. Like it, it, it was just way too big, and and that particular show I could do without because it just I don't know it doesn't quite have the same charm, and and a lot of it had to do with the fact that um, in Aladdin, Genie. Genie had the ability to ad lib in it, which made the show interesting and made it made you want to go back and see it again. Whatever they would bring to Florida, it would have to be on that same level. It would have to be something that, because I'm sorry, there, there's so many shows like, like even Fill Our Magic. I, I will go watch Fill Our Magic because I just haven't seen it in a long time. But it's it, it, like you were saying, Chris, it's kind of one of those cheesy shows. Like you know, you go and you watch it once. Even even like the 3D ones, like like uh tough to be a bug and stuff um you know you watch them once and that's it you don't uh, unless you really don't want to go back and see it again like it's it's not the kind of thing that you know the the place is full every time but the aladdin show that was always yeah yeah, it was always full right i could see them bringing that back and then bringing it to that theater as opposed to bringing frozen over because they probably don't want to have the same show in both places true yeah, and and yeah, it definitely. I mean, the it it, it makes sense, and the, and maybe it's something that they can rotate through. Is they they start building around some of their different IPs, and you do get shows that change every couple of years. 
I would say the closest the closest theater would be the Nemo Theater. And that is really just an enclosed theater. Remember, that was originally an outdoor theater that they enclosed. Mm-hmm. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, do they have a theater of that quality? And I can't think of one. Maybe maybe the Nemo Theater is the closest. but The new Lion King Theater is pretty fantastic. But it's not a Broadway theater. It's not. It's it's a it's a theater. It's a, it's a round. It's a Cirque du Soleil. Is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Right? I mean, when I, I don't. So I tend to look at architecture. I tend to go into the parks. I try to suck in as much detail as I as I could. And and that theater made a real impression on me. And I, I went in two thousand and five. I went for the 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 fiftieth. You know that takes a lot to get me to get on a plane that long and go all the way to California. And that theater really impressed me. And, but it also fit, like you were saying, you were talking about it fitting in with the theme. It was at the end of Buena Vista Street, and it fit with with the area that it was in, right? Whereas this Kansas City one, I, well, I don't know. My biggest issue, well, I guess it's the time period. It, it, you know, I guess people wouldn't recognize that, but, you know, technically, really, you're looking at, my guess is Main Street really taps out about 1908, no later than that. Um, you know, the, the stars on the flags have uh, 45 stars on them. That way they don't have to take them down at night or or shine lights on them. But um, we had 45 states up until 1908. Um, so that kind of fits in that period from 1896 to 1908. The expansion of of the Emporium is dated 1908. One, which coincides with Walt's birthday, but it also coincides with the year it was built, which is 2001 when it opened. So as as you progress through Main Street, you know the older section is further down by the train station, and then as you get towards the castle, you're actually moving forward in time, and that just kind of blows that out of the water. Yeah, I I completely understand that, and I, I do wonder, you know, like you were saying, are they gonna just, uh, you know, that that theater that's right there, are they gonna just redo that theater? Because I heard that that's a possibility, uh, but you know, it seems like they're building it in the backstage area. So let's uh, move on to just the next topic here, uh, you know, so we can uh, keep going, uh, and, and so we don't make this a three-hour podcast because we probably could. Um, <laughs> so we'll go right over to Hollywood Studios. That was all the uh, things for uh, for Magic Kingdom, but we're let's go over to Hollywood Studios, and there were some Star Wars lands announced. Not a ton. I mean, you know, a lot of it's already out there. They they had a big full size model there, but uh, you know, the the information was still you know I'm not going to say scant about uh, uh, Star Wars, but we do have a name now for the for the land. It's going to be called Galaxy's Edge, uh, which I, I think is an interesting name. Although every time they name something like this, I just think to myself, well, everyone's going to call it Star Wars Land. I, I, like no one's going to call it Galaxy's. Like, Where's Star Wars Land? You know, when you ask a cast member where to go. Um, but you know, who knows, maybe people will call it the right way thing, but, um, you know, so as we know, there's going to be a dark ride. That's going to feel like you're in the hangar of a star destroyer. And then also, uh, you know, there's going to be the millennium Falcon, um, you know, a, a piloting ride. So there wasn't a ton of, of, of star Wars land stuff there, but I, I wanted to get your all's thoughts on, on what you thought of like the, the name uh, and just kind of some of the small details that they, I think that, I think the name is great because right. You, you kind of want to keep it something that can be you know, outside of canon, I guess, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's got to be far enough out there that it's kind of outside of, of, of canon somewhat um, with what you're doing in, in, you know, the Star Wars movies. I feel like that's a good call. The Millennium Falcon ride, I feel like is going to be like the Pandora ride. Like, I, I don't know how I feel about that just yet. 
right? Because I know that performance is, you know, of how you fly and all that's going to affect things. And I don't know if it's exciting to me yet, right? I don't want to stare at, I don't want to play a video game, right? I want to go on a ride. And I'm hoping it's it's more than just, hey, it's great walking up to this big video game thing and then getting on. Well, but I don't it's, know. it's a video game that you're controlling, though. It's a but ride that it, you're controlling, right? But, so, but, but you know what? Like, I kind of like I PlayStation VR. Like, I understand it's not like being in Disney, but I want something different. I, I don't know. But even then, I mean, how much are you really controlling it? I mean, remember when Mission Space opened? It's like, well, you're going to participate, okay? Well, if I don't push the button, nothing changes. Yeah, the button the button does itself, and then. <laughs> You know, test track, oh, you're going to design your own car. So, okay, they give you a score at the end, but it, it really isn't connected to the ride in any way. I always felt like test track was one of those things where it was – they had the opportunity to really do it up right, right, to really make it so that you got the ride based on your car. But maybe they weren't there yet. Maybe Millennium Falcon will be able to do something like that. I, well, I don't know. The, the details that they've given, uh, you know, really, they're, they're saying that, you know, if you want to crash into the wall, you can crash into the wall. Uh, you know, so it's <laughs> you're seeing to me that makes it feel like a video game. And then all of a sudden I'm not interested again. But I, but I mean, you're, so you're not interested in the idea of like, you know, I'm going to turn right game? and then the whole no. the whole thing I'm sitting in is going to well, turn right. No, because I, I, could, I can get that anywhere. So if you were to tell me that, like, there's a model of the ship somewhere and I turn right and crash into something and stormtroopers come pouring in the side, yeah, okay, right? You got me interested again. But it, 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 to me, it seems like a video game, and I hate to be that guy, but if it's a video game, I don't care. Well, I, I, I guess the, I, when you say you can do that anywhere, I, I've never been able to, you know, sit on something and pretend to drive it and have it actually move with my movements like that, you know? Like, I mean, an, an Oculus will get you close for three ninety nine. Yeah, right? but the, you're not you're not moving though. You're just sitting you can there get with a glasses seat. on. Well, you can get a seat for the Oculus too, right? So I, I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, that, tech, that's, that's the tech guy in me, man. But it's not that common yet either, right? True. True. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I see what you're saying, but it's it's to me it's totally different because it's it's not just VR. You're also you know you're controlling the 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 thing that you're in. You're moving. But am I control? So so here's the thing. If you can get me in the Millennium Falcon, right? Kind of like Mission Space a little bit, like Chris was saying, where not everyone controls it, right? That all of a sudden, like you got a co-pilot, a pilot, yep. you know, a Wookiee over to the right, and everyone's doing something different, and everyone's ride is based on that different stuff. That would be great. I don't want to get stuck with the screaming three-year-old kid that doesn't know when to push the button and crashes my ship and now my ride at, you know, my place. Yeah. My time at Disney is ruined, but that's what I'm looking for, but then I'm not looking for that if that all makes well, I, sense. I, from Especially everything I've heard, that's all what that it money is. money on that hotel room. Yeah, that's <laughs> Exactly. I'm going to be broken. <laughs> what and if all it affects it? Yeah, what if it affects it? What if <laughs> you go back and you're... you're my stuff's thrown out on the corner? Yes, exactly. Your dinner, <laughs> your, your dinner table, your reserved dinner table's been moved and... You know, someone's sitting in your chair. And... <laughs> but based, based on everything I've heard, Damon, it is going to be just how you described it. Like yeah, ex- which... exactly that way. I would think to a certain extent, and maybe it's kind of like a game of Call of Duty or, or, or Battlefield but, where you feel like you're in an open environment, but you really aren't. You know, you try to go one well, way and you're, you well, can't see, and, really run there. And here's the thing. Like you kind of said, so what if I'm stuck in – so let's just say the ride takes six people. I, again, I'm making stuff up, everybody, at this point. So take six people. I got a family of five with me, and then I got Joe Star Wars dude, right? And Joe Star Wars dude is the co-pilot, and he makes us crash up the Millennium Falcon. I'm kind of mad. Right? Disney's not in the business of like making people be mad at the other person on your ride. That's why I'm like I'm kind of wondering like Chris was saying how much are we truly going to be able to you know really affect our ride? And then if that's the case 
I'm back to this video game thing, right? So well, it'd be know. different if you're actually allowed to shoot him with a blaster. Well, that's true. <laughs> or we could go to you know stormtrooper jail again. I'm all about this stormtrooper jail. They you really want there one. to be a stormtrooper jail. I really do. Well, so yeah, that's and you know we as more details about that come out, we can definitely talk about that more. But uh, you know there wasn't a t- wasn't a ton of details. There was one thing I wanted to add though, is um there they did talk about um if you guys all remember Rex, the robot. Yeah. Yep. Rex is coming back for Star Wars Land, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, apparently he's going to be the DJ at the cantina, which I think is kind of hilarious. So, so they made him into uh, Sunny Eclipse, basically. Yeah, pretty. Will he be pretty Paul much. Rubens? Will he be Paul Rubens though? Oh, that's a good that's question. a good question. Yeah, I'm sure he's available. <laughs> <laughs> he's available to do the voice. I'm sure. <laughs> now, whether Disney wants him for that, mm, another question altogether, right? But everyone forgot about what happened so long ago, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's different now for sure. But yeah, he, I, I, I think it's great. I, I was excited when Rex showed up in Star Wars Rebels, so I, I think, I, I, I see it just as a good thing. The same as you know, like you sit in Tomorrowland and you listen to Sunny Eclipse while you're eating your dinner. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, did you, did you think that model is even close to accurate? They, I mean, he kind of said it was for both parks, which seems impossible to me, and then. You know, we've seen the steel structures of the AT-AT walkers, and I didn't see any of those there. But although I think at was it uh, Disney World, they look like they might be inside. They're inside the building, yeah. That's probably why. I, they're in the dark ride. Did, did everyone reference what Chris said? What kind of walkers they were? I don't know. AT-AT, AT, I We're not getting into it. So we understand that Canon does call them AT-AT walkers, so we, we just, we've had our own discussion about this. Yeah, so well, you, were, you were correct in my opinion. I don't want to start any fights. <laughs> I'm just a guest here. It does. It. We're wrong all the time about stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I thought the model looked really interesting, and uh, you know, it had a lot of interesting things in it. I couldn't stop laughing at the little shadow people that were that they had set up in there, but that was just me. I also, you know, if you listen to the clip of, uh, of, uh, Bob Chapek, uh, you know, talking about it, he, he, he couldn't say millennium. Uh, correct. Uh, he says millennium or something like that. It's kind of funny, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. It made me laugh when I heard it. Um, but yeah, there's some, uh, it, it looks really interesting. It just looks, it looks big. It looks huge. Uh, you know, and, and I, from what I've heard, the Disneyland and the Disney world version are going to be mostly the same, but slightly different just based on the space. Wait. Wait, so so Disneyland is getting this first? How, how much? First, I mean, how much in advance are they getting it? it probably a couple months. Just really depends. They're, it they're looks ahead. further along if you compare photos. Yeah. It looks further along. Yeah, they're going to be and the same size. Yeah, no, they're the same size, and they're the, they they're all going to have the same things in them. It's just the Disneyland space is shaped a certain way, and Disney World space is shaped a certain way. So they're just going to be kind of. And you know, look a little different, but why, they're going to be. Why are they the getting it first? Do we know why? Why? why they... Because they didn't have to build a magic conveyor belt to bring dirt from one side of World Drive to the other. I guess. Well, yeah, oh, I, okay. probably because there was a lot more teardown work that had to happen at Hollywood Studios, right? I mean, they had to tear down a whole st- a stadium. They had to tear down all that backstage stuff. I mean, I I just think it was distru- like the um, teardown stuff took way longer. I think than Disneyland. Disneyland should never get anything before Disney World. I'm on record to say that. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. You know, Trevor, Trevor's going to, he's going to want to punch you through this thing. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not like 100% like Disney all the way. I, I love both parks for different reasons, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'll admit I'm kind of glad that Disney's getting, or Disneyland's getting it first because it is the original. <laughs> 
regardless of what you say, Damon. <laughs> Which one are you going to go to first? You're only allowed to say that if you're going to actually go to Disneyland Star Wars first. Well, we'll probably end up going to Disney World first uh, because exactly. that's where our Disney exactly. resort is. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, impossible to get if, a room at Grand California unless you own yeah, that, right? So. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I could get to Grand California, maybe. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's move on here to the next topic here. Uh, you know, because I'm are, excited about this. I am actually. This was I'm my favorite excited. announcement of the whole thing, and it's I, a Tom ride number one. It right? really is. <laughs> but I love Great Movie Ride. I really did. And I, I you know, I kind of talked about this in the last podcast when we were just down there a month a month or so ago. We kind of did a farewell tour. And, uh, you know, we went on Great Movie Ride one last time because we pretty much knew that this was coming. And so, um, you know, for those of you who don't know, Great Movie Ride is closing on August 13th. They're not on really my giving, birthday. They're on not my giving, birthday. And I'm going to be there. Oh, yeah. Th- there you go. Right. Are you with my try- real button. With my button for my birthday. <laughs> unlike you guys. <laughs> Are you going to try to ride it one more time before it closes or no? Yeah, probably. Yeah, might I as think well. they'll be they'll have some like Easter eggy stuff. I'm sure on the last day. I'm sure, but and so the cool thing is, so they're closing this and they're going to be building the first Mickey based ride at any Disney park, which is really cool. But the idea behind this, I, and I, I actually posted this on our Facebook page, so check out our Facebook page because this is really interesting. And I don't know if this is they gave good details about this, but it you know we don't know how the whole thing's going to look yet. But there was. There was a, uh, a design that Ward Kimball did like years and years and years ago for a Mickey-based ride that looks a lot like what they're doing here, except with newer technology, obviously. So he didn't have the, the same access to the technology. And, and what they're actually doing and, and uh, you know, basically what this ride's going to be, it's, it's going to be called um, Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway, which is kind of a mouthful. But it's, it's going to be pretty cool and it's going to be completely redone based on what they kind of are saying about this ride. I can't imagine they're going to use the same ride vehicles from great movie ride because those things move slow and they're big. And this kind of seems like it's not going to be a fast ride, but it's going to be more of a, of a dark ride, you know, with, with, with a little more speed to it, it seems like. But the idea behind this is that you're going to be put into a Mickey cartoon. So you're going to be on a, on a train of some sort. And, um, you know, Goofy is going to be your, 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 uh, engineer that's going to be driving the, the train. So, you know, and as they said in the presentation, what could possibly go wrong with Goofy driving your train? Um, and so you're going to, uh, have a situation where you are put into the cartoon with, uh, Mickey and Minnie and uh, what the, Disney's calling this two and a half D it's not a 3D ride so it's called two and a half D because it's going to be 3D without the 3D glasses so I'm wondering I don't know if you guys read this I had seen an article that the next Avatar movies that are coming out are going to use a new 3D technology uh, a new 3D uh, print uh, printer huh? projector that doesn't require 3D glasses I'm wondering if this is along the same lines uh, yeah, that'd be interesting I mean the ride you talk about, the Ward Kimball ride, was uh, in 76. It was proposed for Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And the idea of that ride was it was basically a wild mouse ride. It was a roller coaster indoors, probably similar to um, what's the coaster they have at Disney's California Adventure? Uh, Sky ride. School. Goofy Sky School. No, it is the Mulhander. Or, uh, uh, it's called Goofy Sky School now. It oh, used to be Mulholland okay. Madness. Yeah. Okay. So th- yeah. the idea was that would be in a building. It would be... A, in the dark, so I, I think this is going to be completely different from that. Oddly enough, though, uh, more proof no idea ever dies at Disney is the original Mickey ride was going to go into this strange land that had to do a Dumbo circus, so which we did see at uh, Walt Disney World. So, 
That well, was kind of interesting. So from the plans that I had seen on the Ward Kimball one, it wasn't going to be a roller coaster. It was going to be a, just a dark ride, and there was going to be a bunch of scenes you go through with all sorts of different animation stuff going on. So maybe we're talking about a different thing. I don't know. <laughs> but that was with the one I saw. But, I, I, you know, it could be a whole different thing. But Yeah, it was. Um, I think there were some scenes similar to what you have with Rock and Roller Coaster where you would mm-hmm. go through it, but it was supposed to be this, this wild ride where the you know you would be whipped around in the dark. Uh, I, I kind of will miss. I, I mean, listen. There's no question that something needs to be done with the great movie ride. I'm just not sure this is for me. Now it's going to be based on the new short cartoons, which have that different animation style. Is that correct? I, I call it the yeah. Ren and Stimpy look. Yes, I would agree with that. That's a, a good way to say. I, I I don't know how I feel about that. I'm a big cartoon person, right? So I, I don't know how I feel about them. My daughter will watch them, right? I look at them and I just go, mm, it, it, how Disney does this feel to me? It doesn't feel that Disney to me. Again, the characters are there, but Disney to me is not that. I had the same feeling about when I saw the new DuckTales too, but I kind of got over that because that kind of got better as you, you saw more of it, so I was okay with that. But this to me, I don't like those shorts that much. I'll be honest with you. I like this concept, but I don't love those shorts. You see, I like those shorts because there, there's so many Easter eggs in them when you watch them. I agree them. with that. Yeah, sure. And, and, and that was what I was always after when I watched them. Like, I, I would I would be excited when a new one came out because I was always looking for, like, you know, you'd see Harold from the Matterhorn in one of them or Small World or whatever. And so I liked that they were they were blending between, you know, the Mickey's World and the theme parks and stuff. So You like um, the yes. animation style, though? Um, it, it wasn't awful, but I can definitely see it's, it, it's a sign of a, a big change. And mm-hmm. the big... The big thing there is it's the difference between um, formerly hand-drawn um, cartoons versus the, these ones look like they were done. Um, it, it was computer animated. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't remember what the, the term is called. I, I'll have to ask my brother what it is. But, but yeah, do, it's it, Do you feel it's that like they're a, a little new... more too, a little too much adult? Um, no, I, I, okay. I feel – I mean, honestly, if you look back at some of the old ones uh, – Mickey's always done a good job of kind of traversing both the kid and the adult stuff because there's always been mm-hmm. jokes that, uh, like as a kid, there was cartoons that I watched that the jokes flew over my head and Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> oh no, no Ren and Stimpy was I, I was a young adult at that point, so I was I was in tune with what they were saying. But I, I'm talking <laughs> like even the old old Mickey Mouse cartoons is that yeah. there was oh, yeah, jokes. You're right. I would agree that, for some for some unknown yeah. reason being very self centered, right? I feel like all Disney cartoons exist in the eighties forever and ever. Right. And that's the only <laughs> cartoons that I'll take. This right? goes along wonderful with the, world of Disney. Da- yeah. Damon, this just goes along with your never change anything ever though, right? So <laughs> Exactly. I agree. I agree. But yeah, I, I I can understand that being a criticism of the of the new writers using the new shorts. I also understand why they're doing it though too. Um, I I just if you go and watch the videos of D twenty three and kind of and see some of the concept stuff that they're doing for this ride, it seems like and the Imagineer working on it actually said he's you know he's like I've worked here for like forty years and he said like this is one of the most difficult ones we've ever had to do and you wouldn't think it would be that difficult to do but it seems like some of the technology that they're using is first of all they're inventing but also some of it is pretty. 
uh, you know, new and, and revolutionary. And, and just the one thing that they showed was a mock-up of them sitting in a room that was, uh, you know, looked one way and then all of a sudden it like turned into a forest and it did so in a really cool kind of animated way. And, and he said, it's going to look like a million times different than that, but it's still just watching that one little mock-up. I was like, wow, this is, this is kind of exciting. I, this looks kind of cool to me. So I, I, I I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a cool ride and I think it's, you know, pretty overdue that Mickey has his own ride. Um, I do think I'm a little surprised they're closing great movie rides so quickly, but uh, I get it too. They want to get moving on it. So I, I, I will agree with you on that. If if the technology is something that I've never seen before, yeah, I, I would definitely probably change about it, you know, change my mind about it. Um, I, I just, I, I'm old school. I don't like the new, the writing is okay. I, I get it. Uh, I always do think that, you know, Mickey was always, like you were saying, the, the punchlines were over the heads and, and, you know, there were references to old movie stars, which were, you know, back in the day, those were popular people, and they, he would kind of poke fun of them sometimes. And so, I, I always think he was a little edgy. But if the technology is there, yeah, you know, maybe maybe I won't miss the the great movie ride as much. But there's always there was always that magic you got when you were in the middle of uh, Oz. I I always love that. I'll miss that. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely miss the great movie ride too. I, I I always it was always one of my favorite things to go on, and uh, you know you. You know the the thing about the great movie ride, and I think we talked about this maybe last podcast or two podcasts ago. It's 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 so variable sometimes because if you have like a really great, uh, you know, person that's that's your driver, uh, it makes the ride that much better. And and there are some times that I've had ones where they're just like kind of seems like they've been there all day and they're kind of tired and don't want to do it anymore. So you know, I, I there's some variability there, and so that was one one of the issues with it. But I always I've always enjoyed it. I, I'll, I'll be sad to see it go, but I'm also the type where I'm like I understand upgrades need to happen, new things need to happen, and uh, you know I'm all for new things, especially if they're going to be uh, fun and, and entertaining and something new. So all right, so let's move on here really quickly, and I'm really I, I don't even think we need to make commentary on this. This is just more just informational. Um, so they did announce the 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 date uh, the opening date for Toy Story Land, which will be summer of 2018. So next summer. That's not a real opening date, though, right? It's, a, I'm it's, planning a, a it's an opening for the summer, three. It's an opening three four months. <laughs> yeah, right, because this is going to be the big thing for me when I go next summer. I think we're going in June. I'm be really mad if Toy Story Land opens two weeks later even though i'm not even excited about toy story land because the coaster is going to stink did you have End you seen the, co- the coaster looks so much coaster cool. looks stupid How, no it does not it looks because awesome. it's a tom coaster did, that's the problem it's a tom coaster. Ever, it does not look I, like a tom coaster at all that looks it's way like the goofy different. coaster it's no it's, it's ridiculous it is know, so much no. bigger i don't know than if the you guys coaster. ever noticed this but look at the original concept drawings for that and then look at them again and you will see that the bean counters already neutered that area if you go from the original concept art to the next there was an a another batch of concept art that came out they had already made it smaller it was like oh really come on well it was supposed to run under the path and everything too and they pulled all that out right yeah Yeah. i'm for anything that sucks people up though because that means the lines are shorter somewhere else so i'm okay and and that being said i i think it's unfair to compare it to like the barn store it's so much bigger than that it goes the whole land it like covers it's gonna go two miles an hour no the the only thing (laughs) the only doesn't it loop doesn't it barrel roll or something no, no, it's like a baby ride. It's a baby it ride. It is absolutely not a baby ride. I, I think it'll have a unique car structure. That's what I, I think will but happen. But see, I think that car structure has kind of already been done a little bit with the Dwarf Mine ride, right? I think you're, you're right. It's going to have something, right? With the slinky, maybe there'll be something like that where, like, your car goes a little forward and back based on this slinky motion. 
Still not very exciting. Am I the only one that was disappointed with the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train swinging car that it didn't? Oh yeah, it didn't really seem to affect the ride like it looked like it did in the D twenty three video when it was announced. It it I, w- I would agree, but the only thing is that the inside is so cool that I kind of looked past it. I knew it wasn't going to be a thrill ride, so I was kind of okay with that. But as they keep pushing out more and more non thrill rides, I keep getting. A little more upset every time. I, I enjoy it. I liked it. I just thought that the the way they had played off the swinging cars, it would be more dynamic, and it just yeah. didn't. It just seems to just okay. It makes the ride smoother. I'll give them that. Makes it really <laughs> smooth. Yeah, makes it really really smooth. That's for sure. Um, so let's keep going here, just so we we don't caught up in uh, you know what we're talking about here. So, um, hold on one second here. All right. Yeah, if so, you if you guys are ever at the if there's something we talk about at the end, just realize that when we're an hour and thirty in, we're just going to go fast and we're going to have to talk about it again at some point. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we moving on to Epcot really quickly here, and there's a lot to talk about with Epcot. So we, we can't, number two is not going to go quickly. No, just letting you know that right now. No, Epcot. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> Epcot had a lot of announcements, although not as much as we thought there was going to have. Right. So there were a lot of things that are rumored still that have not been announced yet, and they did say and they acknowledged in their presentation that this is just the tip of the iceberg of announcements that they're going to be announcing much more in the future and so it sounds to me like they're still working on their plans but they these are the ones that are are you know actually uh solid at this point and so the first one is the much rumored and uh you know much talked about guardians of the galaxy ride will be replacing ellen's energy adventure starting on august 13th uh they're going to uh, close august 13th again i don't know what i might just i might ride it all day <laughs> we i might not go in anything else i'll ride it all day yeah i mean just keep riding it uh you know it's 45 minutes a shot so <laughs> um but yeah so that's what's happening they're closing that ride uh the, the good news damon they are keeping this sh- it looks like they're keeping the building they're just overlaying it that's not good news that's that just gonna make you miss forever. it it's gonna make yeah, you that miss ride it should stay forever like i'm gonna be <laughs> mad when i have to go on youtube to remember what the ride was like. I'm not sure I've been awake through the entire ride. That's my, <laughs> that's my favorite hobo napping spot in all of Epcot. You can get a good hobo nap there. It, yeah, it it is it is a good break for sure. And and I you know maybe it'll be a good you know it would have been a good reminder for you know kids back in the day what smartphones used to be. <laughs> how about <laughs> the big ugly cell phone? How about those exotic? solar panels on that building that people have in their yeah. house now yeah exactly i don't even think those solar panels have worked in years right those, those haven't been providing power for a long time yeah but when i first saw those i was like wow solar panels <laughs> oh yeah it was cool it was so cool when they first put that in and they there, would right? talk about how they power the ride and the, <laughs> they would actually charge the batteries because the the ride units themselves Moving were actually theater. battery powered yeah and then when you locked back into that theater you would you would be charging the batteries again well and so you know they they put this they so they they announced this but they didn't really announce a lot of details about it um they didn't really say what kind of ride it's going to be i mean it's been rumored to be a roller coaster for a while so so i know damon you're sad about ellen's energy adventure going away so, but so that's, that's interesting right so if you were to tell me they're putting in like a non-tom coaster Putting in like a dark ride, uh, a, dar- a dark roller coaster, a, like a, a ride Space that Mountain. you won't go on. Yeah, yeah. a ride that you won't go on. I, I'll leave it at that. Imagineers, if I went to them and said, wrote down a paper, just a ride Tom's not going to go on. <laughs> I might be okay with that. I might be all right with that. I don't I mean, know. I'd be sad. But. I have no idea what they're going to. I mean, it, they didn't really. They showed basically what looked like the lobby, but they didn't show any of the ride. They didn't really talk about the ride. They didn't really say what kind of experience it's going to be. It, doesn't uh, even, they, it, it looks like the queue. It doesn't really even look like a lobby. It's no. Yeah, they didn't really. Get it looks into, like a queue. 
You, you think they're all standing around going, now we got to do something? Like, they have no plan whatsoever. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Now we, got, now we actually have to design this thing, guys. We got the outside done. We got the, the queue line done. Uh, maybe we should figure out what kind of ride it's going to be. <laughs> I don't know what would fit in that building. I mean, the building's deceiving. I think it's higher than it looks. I, I've seen it from backstage, and it is pretty There's tall. There's some big dinosaurs in there. Yeah. 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 I, and they also got permits to do stuff even beyond the building, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So they yeah, could be expanding go. the show building. Uh, I think part of it too is they want to move the parking lot. There's a parking lot back there, but they they want it, They did pull a permit to move some of the water, you know, the canal yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so the, that could the drainage. Be, that could be them making the the making the uh, show building larger for what they need. Who I mean, who what knows, about a right? roller coaster that goes outside and inside? Ooh. Does it? Not, I'd, I'd be Just on board like with that. Track. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, so when you're in the dark and you go out into the blazing sun, you can't see anything <laughs> anyway. You just get completely exactly. blinded as you're going outside. And, and, it has, and, and it has to close down when it's raining. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Another <laughs> ride that closes when it rains. That actually, it, that's you know, you said it's your favorite place for a nap. That was always our favorite place to go when it was raining because it's 45 minutes and you know the the Florida storms, you know, so yeah, Florida, yeah. you know, half hour. So by the time you came back out, it was sunny again. <laughs> right. Well, now I have dark sky app. So if you don't have that, that app, that app tells you when it's going to stop raining. So you can oh, that's, you that's can good. tour you can tour around it. Oh, it's only 20 <laughs> minutes. We don't have to go to Ellen's. <laughs> it's 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 good it's good to to note on this though too just so everybody knows it is not the, the it's not going to be the same experience from California Adventure it's not going to be the um you know the it's not Tower of Terror it's not Tower of Terror it's it's the, it's yeah. a whole completely new thing so and they didn't announce a, an opening date they just said it was going to be before the fiftieth so before twenty twenty one so we don't really have a lot of details on that but we do know what they're going to do with that area so. That's good to know. I think. Did you want to talk? I think it's good too because I I just that ride is just so dated. It just needs an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, it does. And and I, I'm sorry, Dave. They could bring back Ellen and Bill Nye. How's that? I mean, maybe they will. (laughs) See, now that would be an Easter egg. See, that would be an Easter egg. That'd be great if Ellen and Bill Nye were somehow involved in that ride. (laughs) See, the issue the issue I have is both Ellen and Bill Nye are still around in their respective roles, and you know it's different when you go to Dinosaur and you see Felicia Rashad, who's now I believe close to 70 maybe and but we don't see her anymore so when we go on that ride we don't remember that she's aged but you know ellen's on our tvs every day and when you watch you get into that ride and you see ellen you're like wow look how young she is and it just reminds you of of how old the ride is i'm always reminded about how old it is just based on the on the phone that she uses because she's got like the the retractable like metal like uh yeah you know (laughs) it's the Uh, 90s phones yeah it's the 90s (laughs) cordless phones right yeah (laughs) so Anyway, Damon, was there anything else you want to mention about that? Do you want to, like, you know, uh, have a moment of silence for... Uh, for- I'm going to have my own moment of silence on my birthday with my gold button, because it's really my birthday, <laughs> on that. So, so, Chris, just real quick, you know, running joke is I, I don't like the buttons unless it's, like, truly that day yeah, that I'm something's same. happening. I'm well, I swear people Mr. just do it to get free stuff. <laughs> Mr. Tom here <laughs> went on his anniversary and got a button, like, what, eight months later? What, what, no, I, we, were, we went to Disney to celebrate <laughs> our anniversary. <laughs> right, but if you're celebrating your anniversary when it's not your anniversary, should you be allowed a button? So we, what I had said was you should, there should be a special gold button, and that gold button is only if you can show proof that that day is your birthday or that day is your anniversary. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, see, I got to, something on my side now. You know, to be honest, we actually didn't even really wear buttons when we were there this past time. I so. don't even remember that. So we went on a cruise. We went on a cruise a month before my birthday, and the cruise company had put a big magnet on my door wishing it just said happy birthday. It didn't have my name or anything on it. And I got back to the room, and I, I just said, 
I looked at my wife and I go, why is this on here? They must have put it on the wrong door. And my wife said, well, it's your birthday. I go, I, I didn't even think of it. It was so, you know, it was like a month away. I didn't even think of it. So <laughs> that's how I am. <laughs> well, let's let's go on to the next topic here so we can keep it moving. Uh, so, uh, you know, the Ratatouille ride has been officially announced for the France Pavilion. It's going to exist in a uh, section over to the right of where the Eiffel Tower is. It, they haven't said they said it's going to be patterned around the ride at Disneyland Paris so that doesn't mean it's going to like be the exact that. same that makes one. me happier yeah. that makes me sad <laughs> why <laughs> did you, you go on sad? that ride I think Chris went on that ride right no, no? When, when I when I, I love that ride I watch it on YouTube I've seen all the YouTubes I obviously I don't like the fact that it's half in French and half in English. That does make it difficult to understand. But I do, I love the cue. Um, I like the fact that the, and for people who don't know that the animals are trackless and there is a section where they kind of run around and, because you're in a mouse. So, is this going to be another neutered version of a good ride? You know, are we going to get, oh, it's based on it. See, that's a good that's point, my actually. <laughs> I, I was thinking more that they were going to enhance on what they did, like make it even better. So, I, I, I mean, from what I think they said in the presentation it was still going to be the track, trackless technology and still be pretty much the same, but they didn't they didn't say that specifically, I don't think. So I just think it's 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 a great way of updating and, and just bringing a classic dark ride back and making it new and fresh. I, I like the uh, some of the effects in in the Paris version where he's under the stove and you can actually see the fire above you. And you, you know, for people who don't know, you're you're basically your your ratatouille. You're you've been shrunk down. You're the size of a rat, and and you're running through that kitchen and and dodging the the brooms and trying to stay hidden. And uh, you know, when they said, "Oh, it's based on," I'm like, oh, "I could have taken a direct port, sand French." <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, and the cool thing about it too, those trackless rides, it's kind of a different ride every time, right? Because your your rack can go in different ways. And yeah, I, I, and I think if if you looked at the um, if you looked at the ride, I think there's some there's at least one direction type thing where, you know, you, know, you go one way or the other, and then that big room, they just kind of run around, and you just you see other people, and hopefully you don't run into anybody else. <laughs> yeah, and it, I, I mean, the, this is definitely. To, to me, this trackless ride system is it, the new Omni Mover, right? Because they did it with, um, they did it in Shang or no, not Shanghai, um, Tokyo with Mystic Tokyo, Manor. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, Ratatouille has it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the new one at DCA, the uh, Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters, does that as well, and it's it actually does it. Um, it, it's just like an open area and it's just the cars dancing around each other. But even that, like, that's a pretty small is, implementation of it. Is that as boring it. as it looks? Um, it's better than the previous one, which was basically a giant air hockey table. So, well, it's like a, it's a kid ride though, right? It's not, yeah, like it's, a... it, yeah, it's, it's not meant to be like, sorry, you, you've got that and then you've got radiator springs racers right next to it. Like you can't compete. So it's, it's definitely meant to be like another, like a teacups or something that just, like you said, sucks people up. And is, it, is that? Do you think that this trackless system they can adjust capacity? Like if it's really busy, they can maybe not have the rodent run around so much in that open room, or maybe take a shorter path, or maybe go a little faster in certain areas. Or, well, it also yeah leaves them open to you know you can you can bring more cars in, you can pull more yeah. cars in and pull them off a lot easier than on 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 a track ride, right? Because 
it, it, they probably just have a bank off to the side and they say throw in 10 more cars and then suddenly you've got 10 more people going through yeah, per it's, cycle. It's, right? it's got to increase flexibility. It, it's yeah. For sure. I just hope it's not so neutered or watered down. Maybe we'll get a better version. I don't know. Again, I'm a pessimist. I, 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 I have high hopes for this one. I do. I, I guess part of the problem is is how much room do they really have back there before you run in. That, remember, there's a canal back there and then, yeah, uh, then you have boardwalk. So how much room is back there is another question. That's a good question, I, and I'm not really sure what we're going to see from that, and I guess we'll we'll have to stay tuned for that one because I, I think they said they were going to give more details too. So I do not want to spend a lot of time on this particular topic because I'm sure uh, Damon's probably already sleeping from the Ratatouille ride. So um, <laughs> yeah. um, the China Pavilion will be getting a new Circle Vision 3D film. Uh, they've upgraded the technology, so if you've ever seen it before, it's you know you can see the gaps in between each individual screen and each individual camera they're going to have one that's completely seamless all the way around so that's cool um but that's you know probably not one we want to talk a lot about but uh so that's something that's going to be happening uh but missions as far as world world show world showcase goes that's all they updated us on but they did say they have a lot more in store for world showcase that they're they are not ready to announce yet so i anticipate within the next you know over the next year or so here we're going to hear a lot more about what they're going to do with world showcase so they seem committed well, well, to upgrading. Brazil and what else? What else are we going to get? Uh, possibly new rides. Uh, there was talk of adding new rides to some of the uh, the other ones. You know, maybe an overlay of, you know, kind of some of the stuff we talked about in the last episode. You know, some of the different things that they're going to do over there. So, but let's move on so we can keep going here because we're, we're kind of running out of time. Um, so, <laughs> Mission Space. So, Mission Space has been closed now uh, for, for quite a few months. Um, and what we found out why, I mean, everybody kind of assumed that they were going to be, you know, doing uh, some upgrades to it. And what we found out is that there is a new mission now on the green side of Mission Space, which is going to be, instead of going to Mars, you're going to be traveling around uh, the the Earth as opposed to, and they kind of described it as like Soren, but in space, uh, because you're going around the Earth. I don't know what's going to be involved with that, but, uh, you know, it looks kind of interesting. Wait, is the green side is the wuss version? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the okay. one that doesn't spin. That's the version I would go on. I'm with you, Chris. And, and I've only been Chris. on it once, so now I'll have a reason to go on it again. <laughs> I, I've I've never done the green side. I've always done the orange. So now you can do both. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, now I have a reason. I have a reason to do both. So, and that's kind of I think that's what they were going for here is to give people a reason to either do both a or like have the green version, which is like kind of introducing the kids to the ride, and then you know maybe go on the orange one if they're a little more daring. But the orange side did also get updated as well. Uh, it's still a mission to Mars, but they've upgraded the screens and they've upgraded the graphics too. So, yeah. So I think it's good. It's a good thing that they upgraded those. Damon, are you gonna test it out when you're there? I'm thinking about that. That's I don't know. I don't know how to answer you with that one yet. I don't know. Why change one side, not the other? Yeah, that's kind of interesting that they don't. They didn't change the other side to a new mission, but uh, I don't maybe, know. Maybe they have to reprogram the movement, and that takes too long, or they didn't want to bother with it because the green side doesn't move. Yeah. So you could throw any movie. In, you could put Soren in there. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could because it still it has the it doesn't spin, but it still does the it still moves back and forth, and you know all that kind of stuff. And- yeah, maybe because yeah, even the even the the animation was a lot. Like it, it was, you know, you're sitting in an enclosed space and you're watching a screen where you know you're whipping by the moon and stuff like that. I mean, maybe the idea was that they toned it down a little bit more so that you know people that even can't stand that can actually get on the ride. 
they definitely made it more realistic. I, they mentioned that ILM uh, was working on it, so it, you know it seems like they they've just kind of upgraded the look of it and things like that. So yeah, I um, think so when your when your Xbox One looks better than a theme park <laughs> ride, then it's yeah. kind of upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that's that's kind of the, the route they went with it. So the other kind of surprise announcement, there was there was a lot of rumors that there was going to be a new multi-level restaurant at Epcot. Um, no one really knew what it was going to be, though. And so what the announcement was, and we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, was a new spe- it's a new space-themed restaurant. Um, it's going to be built adjacent to Mission Space um, next to Test Track. And that's important because when I heard adjacent to Mission Space, my first thought was, Okay, bye bye Wonders of Life uh, Pavilion. Now they're going to tear that down and then they're going to put it there. But no, apparently it's going to be next to, in between Mission Space and Test Track. Um, and it's it's going to be one of those restaurants that's run by a different group. So it's not going to be run by uh, Disney. It's going to be run by the same people that run Via Napoli and uh, um, uh, the other Italian restaurant there at, at Italy. And uh, yeah, it looks really cool. So we kind of talked about it before. All of the windows uh, look like you're looking out into space. So, and my, my question is what kind of food is this place going to have? Um, is it going to move? Like, is it going to be like, uh, you know, the, the restaurant at, uh, uh, at, um, uh, gosh, what is the pavilion? Coral reef. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Garden grill. Yes. Garden grill. Remember garden grill used to move. I don't think it moves anymore. It still does. The last couple of times I've been there, I have not seen it moving, but it would be like coral reef and land like coral reef as the fish tank. So picture those being the windows where you would look into space. And then it does look round, but it's hard to tell from this concept. I thought it was going to go into the Wonders of Life when you look at it because it looks round, but they they clearly said it was going to be built, you know, as a separate restaurant. It it doesn't actually need to move either because if all the windows are going to look out into space, like you you could, it could be like a, you know, a space station above Earth and it can simulate rotating and no one would know the difference. I don't like moving with my food. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well, that doesn't sit with some people <laughs> yeah i think it's more going to be i i think trevor's completely right i think it's going to be more like the simulation of moving like where the the screens are going to kind of you know make it seem like you're moving kind of like soren where you're really soren you're not moving that much but the 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 video actually makes it seem like you're moving more than you right. are that's so, probably what so it's basically be. they want to make us sick while we're eating instead of after <laughs> we're eating. that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of food I, I i do you think they just go straight american with this now they'll take all the freeze dried stuff that's in the uh, in the um, when you get off mission space. Ice cream. Yeah, I want. Yeah, ice cream. <laughs> you want astronaut ice cream? <laughs> I do. <laughs> that's really. No, cool. I, I have no idea. I mean, it, they, yeah, you're right. They could go any way with that. Yeah. Right? Or did they try to go like the Pandora route, where they try to make like freaky space food? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. Do that. I, I think no, it'll be maybe uh, sponsored by Tang. everything with tang tang chicken tang this you know i I love tang that's so funny you bring that up chris because i i could now that you say that i almost guarantee like what damon just said there's going to be some sort of dish that's like has a tang flavored sauce of some sort it has to it has to it's the only thing that makes sense okay with that though i'd be okay with that yeah and desserts are space ice cream like you said you know All right, we'll we'll move on from that so we can uh, start to finish. And and you know they they really made a point to say that uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg for Epcot. Um, they did show some concept art of what the new uh, you know like when you walk in is going to be the new entrance. Uh, and there's some things to be gained from that, but it is just concept art. So you know how accurate is it really? But in that concept art, it looks like they're 
the interventions buildings don't exist anymore based on that concept art. So nothing, nothing's in them now anyway. Yeah, there's character meet and greets, but yeah, you're right. There really isn't anything in them. The, so. the best thing that they had was, like I said, that roller coaster thing. That's gone. Yeah. That was cool. And then the, what was the light one again? I kept forgetting what it was where they the could draw with one. the light things. It was, it was sponsored by like DuPont or something. Some oh, they company. have like a paint color one. Yeah, yeah. yeah they have the light. That's the only thing. one that's left in there. Okay. The original Genesis project, which was announced in 2003, uh, the big rumor, they actually kept the buildings, but they broke them up into separate buildings. They took out, you know, the walkthrough areas um, and then put trees in everywhere. That was because everybody complains about the sun. And and they've added some trees now, especially in that, that center area where the, well, I kind of call it the hourglass where you're walking through that narrow part towards World Showcase. So it will be interesting to see what they do and see uh, how it kind of conforms to that original announcement in 2003 of what the Genesis project was going to do to Epcot. Yeah, it should. It really should be interesting to see what they actually do with the opening. And and like I said, they they really teased it and were like, you know, there's a lot more to come. We have a lot more plans. It, I, I'm guessing either a they didn't have time or b they want to, you know, they have they want to have more time to refine the plans and make sure everything's finalized and you know all that type of stuff. Well, they so. keep they keep talking about fixing Epcot. It, it, Epcot was never running. It never really worked as a concept to start with. It was always being tweaked. And I just at this point they're they really want to try to do something that they don't have to keep redoing. Exactly. Yeah. That's we, we you, they, you know, you always talk about the Tomorrowland problem. It's kind of the same problem at, at Epcot, right? It's, it's not the future. Uh, when the future comes up really quickly, like they'd have to keep, they have to keep updating it so often because, you know, your, your conception of the future uh, catches up with, with the present, you know, pretty quickly. So anyway, let's move on from, from Epcot. I'm sure there'll be future episodes where we talk a lot about Epcot when there's more announcements. Um, so we're going to make this really quick because we've talked about the gondolas before, but the gondolas were officially announced. It's going to be called the Disney Skyliner, which, uh, I am pretty psyched about. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, so it's called Disney Skyliner. It's going to connect art of animation, pop century, Caribbean beach, uh, the new Disney Riviera Hotel, as well as Disney Studio, Hollywood Studios, and uh, the International Gateway at Epcot. This is already under construction, uh, so they're already working on this. And uh, you know, it's and from what the the pictures they showed, it looks like the gondolas are going to have uh, like some characters in them as well. So they're you know going to make them very very Disney, of course. So um, I I I had kind of written down, you know, do you guys feel like this makes Riviera a much more attractive DVC resort? And truthfully, the other resorts too. Uh, for me, totally, because I I love uh, I mean I miss the the Skyway back in Disneyland, and I love the fact that they're bringing it back in a new form, and the fact that it's actually the mode of transportation between multiple resorts. It, it kind of feels like they're like you've got the the monorail loop resorts. It feels like they're trying to establish a new loop, and I, I would definitely I, I mean for me as as a DVC member, I would love to have points, you know on both of those loops so I could kind of move between them how I see fit. Yeah, that's true. And, and, you know, I, I see a lot of this too, as, as preparation for the massive amount of people that are going to go to star Wars land. Right. I mean, they, they there's no way that the bus, tra- the bus system as it's set up now could handle all the people that are going to be going to star Wars. Oh yeah. It'll, it'll be bonkers for sure. So yeah, the, I mean, uh, and also too, as you like, like the monorail sound, it would be awesome to have the monorail everywhere, but 
you can't do that right like we we talked about that is that this this seems like a much nicer solution to it and and i'm glad that you know they specifically said that the new dvc resort is going to have it how tall are they going to be how high in the air will you be i don't think they've said that yet but yeah um i don't i don't i think there's going to be people that won't go on it because of that yeah, and that's I was. Tom, wondering, I don't even know. Are you going to go on it? I, I don't particularly love heights, um, but in that particular kind of situation, you know, the gondolas that they're going to be using. I mean, a pretty, pretty well-known gondola construction company is building these for them, and I, I, I would assume they're pretty safe. So, you know, you I know, I, I'm not talking even about safe, just the height. You know what I mean? Like some people yeah. just don't like the height. Well, that makes me wonder if they're not going to make it like exclusive. You know, like at the monorail resorts, you know, you can't really take a bus to Magic Kingdom. I, I can't see them just completely removing. Moving, I don't know. I could be wrong. I, just completely removing the option for other transportation. Yeah, I, I, I don't see them being high volume enough to do that. But I mean, as far as the height goes, like you know, I to me, I, I live on the edge of the Rocky Mountains, and I've ridden gondolas that literally go up the side of a mountain. So I mean, even if these things are you know thirty, forty feet in the air, I've, yeah, I, it doesn't bother me that much. And and yeah, I guess. If if you're really that freaked out about it, I mean, you can always you know close your eyes and wait the five minutes till it's done or whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> Some people can't do that though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll enjoy the views. That's for sure. I guess my issue with it is uh, I'm I'm old school sightline, and Disney's just seem to have gone away from the whole controlled environment. And you know you'll you'll definitely be able to spot these things, and you'll definitely be able to see things while you're in them that you probably weren't originally supposed to be seeing. Ruining the magic a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But you know, I've always felt that way with the monorail at Epcot, though, right? When you drive around that, when you go around that big monorail loop, you can see a lot of backstage stuff. You know. True. True. But you know, I've always I, thought it was interesting they let them, you, you know, see that putting the garbage out at Caribbean Beach. Or... <laughs> I know what you mean. I, I know totally what you mean. And in fact, I think I actually brought that up when this was first rumored. It's is it going to ruin kind of like the skyline behind Epcot there? Like you know, because you have that whole view Who's of to it. say there won't be screens in the skyliners. Who's to say you're going to be able to see anything? Did well, they, maybe they, they'll do something funky there. They did say at D23 that it's going to give you fantastic views of the park. So. Mm. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna they're gonna block off some of those backstage areas, so you can't really see them. Who I knows? think when this originally came out, I, I don't know. I I thought this is crazy. I'm like, well, why would they do this? And and then so I started to kind of research it, and um, you know, took a look at what was going on. And just last year, um, there was there were a couple proposals, um, you know, around the country where this is a viable um, opportunity or a, or a a situation where they could alleviate traffic and create a tourist attraction at the same time. Austin, Texas was looking to do something like this. Chicago was looking to do something like this. You know, you have the the one in London that the Emirates airline that runs uh, New York City has for one. transportation. The New York City one. No, this is not going to be a, uh, a a tram ride. This is no. My sure. guess is this will be. Uh, I'm guessing it's probably Doppelmeyer that will be making this. Um, Doppelmeyer always, I mean, already has a footprint in Orlando. Uh, I hope I'm not ruining the magic, but that the train at Universal is not a steam train; it is actually a cable car. Uh, Doppelmeyer built that. They designed the train and built the propulsion system for it. That train actually grabs onto a cable and is along just like a cable car. It's a detachable type sit- situation, same as a cable car. That would uh, you would have to detach those cars from the cable, much like the old Magic Kingdom one. 
they what they use is uh, tires to steer the cars so they could actually make multiple paths for people with wheelchairs. I was looking at the ride capacity, figuring kind of the same thing that I think one of you just mentioned. How many how many people? I mean, yeah, you got You can't get rid of the buses. It can't move that many people. But some of these systems can move up to 4,000 people in an hour, and that's much higher capacity. That would take about 100 buses to, to come close to even moving that many people. So it's definitely a, a low-cost alternative to moving a lot of people. And the fact that it's up in the air, you don't have to disturb anything underneath it. You can make straight paths and not worry about affecting anything underneath it. So, I, you know, the more I looked into it, I said, wow, this is a great idea. Uh, and and I started to, to kind of buy into it. Well, yeah. And, and just kind of like what you said, I, you know, have the problem with the bus system is that, you know, when, when, you know, when you're standing there waiting for a bus and it takes forever, you know, that's usually because they're stuck in traffic. You know, they're, they're stuck waiting to turn for a light or they're uh, stuck behind a whole bunch of other buses. So the gondola solve that problem because, you know, they, like you said, there's no traffic, right? It's, it's just, they're in the sky. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and you're right. They can't be rerouted. Exactly. They can't be rerouted. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think I've read too, that these things are going to operate in up to like 50 mile per hour winds and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a really good solution. And I, I think it's going to be a great way to alleviate some of the pressure on the buses and on the monorail. And it's a smart move by them. Will, will heavy rain stop these things? Doesn't seem no. like it. And in the, okay. the, the, the stations are customizable. Um, I, I encourage anybody, if you're really curious about it, I really think Doppelmeyer is going to be the, the builder for this. And if, um, visit their website. They have a ton of videos, and you'll be able to see what the stations look like. You'll be able to see what the cars look like. It looks like they seat about eight people uh, sitting front to back, uh, four across. Um, plenty of glass. The stations, like I said, uh, you know, once the cars detach from the cable, the cars can then be routed just pretty much anywhere. They use a simple uh, tire propulsion system that pushes the cars along. They can speed them up, slow them down, put them back on and off the line. So they could add cars to it. They could take cars away. You'd be able to pull a car off if you needed to load a wheelchair or a, or a electronic convenience vehicle or something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be a great addition, and I think it's going to make that Riviera Resort really, uh, you know, attractive, especially people that are going to Disney for Star Wars. I mean, what's better? You can hop right on a gondola right from your resort and, uh, you know, get over to Hollywood Studios. So really quickly here because we're running out of time. So... Uh, we've talked probably since like the first episode of, of welcome home about the Disney Uber service. It finally got officially announced and is uh, currently in testing. And uh, I saw the name for this. And I, I remember we were speculating about the names, what, what the name was going to be. And when they announced the name for this, I thought to myself, wow, that was the most obvious name that I didn't think of, uh, which is minivans is what the, is what the service is called, um, uh, which is funny. And also, you know, kind of a smart name uh the the vans they're you know not really van vans they're i believe they're traverses uh chevy traverses and they're they hold up to uh, uh i've seen conflicting things on this i've seen some people say six i've seen other places say eight but between traverse six and eight, will, traverse will do eight but that's with the two front seats that's too. with the two front seats yeah so yeah. so probably six or seven so and uh it costs a flat twenty dollars from any place on property to any See, other place on property I, I don't love the price i, I was excited about this too I'm not like in love with the price, but you know my feeling, right? I'm not an Uber person. And now when you tell me that I have a Disney person driving it, makes me feel a lot better, right? Yep, because it's not a random person. And $20, I mean, man, I, I guess it's just the price point. What could you really have done, right? You're not going to make it 10 
Yeah, because you make it ten, and then seems they're not going to have a weird enough. number. That if yeah. you if you do ten, then everyone's going to do it, and they're not going to have enough capacity, right? So, so I used to, I've yeah. taken a lot of taxis around, and twenty bucks is about about what it is. Maybe twenty four if you're going the full line. So you're not really saving a ton of money. I did wonder at first if this was going if this was something that Disney is outsourcing, and then I questioned their relationship with Mears. Uh, Mears is really just sewn up the taxi service, and this really kind of obviously is going to put a bite in their business. Um, the way they get around that is the flat fee. So this isn't Uber, and it's not a taxi. So they're not competing with mirrors. So there's no infringement on their agreement with that. Um, they are cast members from the transportation department. Um, you know, Bell Services is, is outsourced, and now they outsource the golf, you know, the golf courses. Um, valet is outsourced. So I, I was kind of surprised that they kept it in-house, but but see, I think they almost had to, right? Because the people like me that say, I'm not going to go Uber. I'm not going to do a taxi. Like, I want that Disney convenience, but I also want that Disney – I don't want to say safety. That's not the word I'm looking for, but uh, service, whatever that The word. Disney service? Yeah, but how many, I mean, how sure. many people really know that Bell Services and Valet are outsourced? They just assume they're Disney associates. So uh, I'm thinking if, 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 you know, if they just – played it off like they were cast members people wouldn't notice and and you know uber on our facebook page uber people are still saying well i, I can get around uber around property for like eight bucks so this isn't going to change but i True. i do like that it's a flat fee and people seem to be eating it up whereas a taxi you never really knew you know yeah i mean i know it's about 20 bucks to get anywhere because i've used it yeah but a lot of people well, i'm don't. gonna ch- I'm going to try to try this out when I'm there. I, I can't. I mean, for me, it doesn't make sense. I'll be at Boardwalk to use it to go to Epcot, right? Like, that doesn't make sense. But maybe just to go to Animal Kingdom to get a feel for it, I might try it. I, I Damon, I'd it say well. you use it to go to Disney Springs because getting to, if you're going to go to Disney Springs, it's, it could be a little bit of a pain from the resort. You, you have to kind of. Yeah, that is true because I, so, I actually will need to go to Disney Springs at some point. Yeah, that's what I'd use it for. I actually found out too, and that when I was uh, reading about some of the the pilot stuff on this, is that um, so for me, I'm actually going to try this as well, and purely because um, I was originally going to take an Uber. Uh, I have a, a reservation at Hoopty Doo during our trip, and I was going to take from the Polynesian over to Wilderness Lodge to go to Hoopty Doo. But I found out that if you take an Uber, they will only drop you off at the front um, the front doors to Wilderness Lodge, and then you got to get uh, on a shuttle. Okay. Yeah, you got to get it in the internal then. Yeah. Whereas if you take the minivan, it takes it'll take you straight over to where Hoopty Doo is. So I also, I also think there's a pitcher opportunity too. Like I think like for twenty bucks, like I'm gonna get a pitcher. My daughter will be out in front of the minivan. Like that, that pitcher is gonna be worth something by itself. Too, they do look right? really like, cool. I have to say, yeah, they do look cool. <laughs> um, and that's the other thing too. To Trevor's point, is the people that stay at like Old Key West, uh, not Old Key West, yeah, Old Key West, yeah, at Old Key West or at Saratoga, they're spread out resorts. You know, so and these minivans will take you right to your building. And so that's I think that's a benefit of it, too, um, especially when it's raining. That's that's when I used to use taxis. Yeah. You know, you got that dinner reservation and the time's clicking away and it's not letting up. And, you know, some of the some of the buses, you know, you got to change buses and you're going to get wet. So we would always take a taxi. I think the convenience, even though it's 20 bucks, I, I can't I can't see this. um not being super popular and i think it's also right that twenty dollars depending on how many people you have you know it starts to lessen the the bad feeling of money when you have five or six yeah i will say that the vans um we've shared uh, listen i'm a friendly person right Uh, we've been at the 
wilderness lodge and there's other families waiting for cabs and we'd say well if you have a van we'll just split it and and they would they would they would jack it up a little bit they would kind of break it down by groups of people oh you pay this much you pay that much and that's not going to happen with the minivan so you know hey if you're just two of you and there's two people standing next to you and they're dressed up and you know they're going to dinner find out where they're going you might be able to share a ride then it's even cheaper for both of you plus plus the minivan drivers are very knowledgeable i've heard a lot of it is kind of you know, you can ask them questions and they're very knowledgeable about the resort and about, you know, where you're going. So like there, there's also, you got that built in too, not to say that an Uber driver wouldn't be, but you're talking about a cast member that knows a lot about, you know, that are trained specifically to answer your questions too. So I think that's a benefit of it too, especially if you've never been to Disney before, or you don't know a lot about it and you have a lot of questions, it's a good person to to ask. Right. So, uh, so let's, we got to move on from this because we're really out of time. So <laughs> we've already hit the record for our longest podcast ever. So, I mean, the only thing we're going to talk about next is Disneyland. So who cares? Really, well, right? so let's leave Disneyland and California Adventure for next week. Uh, sorry, Trevor. <laughs> um, hey, but we'll talk- I'm not offended. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about those next week because those are um, lesser, you know, kind of. And by next week, Tom means in two weeks. Just so yes, I'm sorry. Two page. weeks. Yes, correct. Um, so really quickly, what wasn't announced, right? So we didn't get, we, and we talked about all these things last week, right? And so we don't know really what's happening with the, the entrance to Epcot. They showed a picture of it, but they didn't really say what they're doing specifically. We don't know the future of interventions. Again, it was in the, in the graphic of, that they showed. Um, nothing about the Imagination Pavilion, which I'm pretty surprised about. Um, we heard nothing about what they're doing with the Wonders of Life building, which we all assume is going to get torn down at some point, right? I, just a guess. Um, we don't know anything about any new countries in the World Showcase or anything else that they're going to put out there, rides, anything like that. Um, you know, we talked about a rumor of a redesign of, uh, you know, Living Seas. Didn't hear anything about that. Nothing about Illuminations. Nothing about Spaceship Earth. Um, there was a big rumor that came out right before D23 about a Zootopia land, the Animal Kingdom. Nothing about that. Surprisingly, nothing about the fate of Stitch's Great Escape. Which is but, crazy. Which is so crazy. I heard they're turning it back into Alien. That's just what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> As I've said many times, they should do that and they should put it at Hollywood Studios. I just always felt like it was out of place at Magic Kingdom. But that's just me. So, Because I, I, I think it would be great over at Hollywood Studios. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast, right? Um, so we didn't get any of those things. And so hopefully over the next couple weeks and, and months here, we're going to hear more about that. So I'm, I, I don't know if you guys were disappointed about hearing, not hearing about any of that. But I kind of was, especially with Stitch's Great Escape, considering they've been, it's been in seasonal operation now for quite a while. I don't know. I, I thought the Zootopia thing was just too new. I agree. I didn't expect any of that. I was hoping for some sort of late night parade announcement. Nothing. Yes. And some permits had been pulled for what appears to be an expansion of Blizzard Beach. And we didn't hear anything about that, that as well. That would be awesome. Because well, I love the water parks. I love, would expect love, love. that, right? With Volcano, uh, with the Volcano one open over Universal. I'm Volcano expecting Bay. to do something. Yeah, but I heard it's so small. I, you know, I had friends that live in Florida that went... I just heard it's small, right? You can see Route 4 right from there, right? Like, it doesn't have that... And you, you know, and you can see, see, you can think, see it from I Route 4. That's a, I think that's a plus because, you know, I'm looking to move to Davenport, and if I'm there, I can tell when it's time to leave or not how bad the traffic is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you go to the top of the slide, and you can see how bad the traffic is, right? So, so as, what's the word, though, on the new um, Falls ride over at the other water park? Misadventure. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I, it's a family. I they, It seems to be very positive. It's, okay. It's, I've heard it's gotten good reviews. 
Yeah, this, Chris, I'm going when I go in uh, August, I'm, I'm making this weird trip. I had extra points that I probably should have sold that I didn't. We're just going Pandora, Epcot. So I, I would love to get to that new water ride, but it's not going to be this time. Well, I'll be there in September, so I'll, I'll be able to tell you about. Are you a water uh, ride person? Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, we're okay. doing both water parks. So, awesome. yeah, I'll be I'll be all over it. The only thing I hate about water parks is all the waiting. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they need fast like pass. And it looks parks. like they're trying to fix that. So, you know. We usually go in the morning. We do the water parks like break of dawn in the morning and then hit the other parks in the afternoon. I've never gone to a water park in the afternoon, and that's by design. And I, think I went helps. to Blizzard Beach when it opened. I got so sunburned. <laughs> we, we changed the name to Blister Beach. That's what we call it. We, we went there in 95. Oh, okay. It was... You know, See, it was, and, and me being a Canadian, I will go during like the most, like when it's cold for everyone else, it's yeah. still like summer weather for me. So yeah, I always, I'll avoid I, I the like hottest Typhoon part of the day. <laughs> I like the whole tropical feel of Typhoon Lagoon, even though oh, the yeah. rides are older and they're not as, you know, yeah, updated, but I, I do like the, if you ever rented those cabana things, those things look kind of cool too. I'd like to do that one day. No, I haven't been able to do that yet. They're a little pricey. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd have to stay the whole day there to make it worthwhile. Like I said, we That's just true. do a couple hours in the morning and then leave. Yeah. All right. Well, um, anybody else? Any of you guys want to say- talk about Chef Mickey? Yeah, we can talk about that super briefly. And I, I think the other two things we have on here about it Max should relocate Pass, to never coming back. We, yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> I'm with Damon on that. I heard the other podcast and we, we had eaten there. We had eaten there last August and, and the food is just horrible <laughs> Thank now. you. Please. In fact, when they said, oh, it's going to close down, I'm thinking roaches, roaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like so. So the reason why we had that on the list is because we talked about that relocation on the last podcast and it actually got canceled um so i guess they're gonna be able to be do the refer do the refurbishment while they're also in there too so i like chef mickey's but that's just me so <laughs> um we could talk about the disneyland stuff in the next episode uh with max pass uh launching and uh phantasmic coming back so uh, anybody else want to mention anything else before we uh, wrap this thing up about what wasn't announced any disappointments there um, you know, I, I was honestly wanting to hear about what was going to happen with Illuminations because that is my favorite nighttime show. And, um, you know, I, I know it needs to be updated and needs to for something new. So I was kind of sad not to hear anything and also kind of sad not to hear anything about Imagination Pavilion either. So nothing else. Nope. Nobody cares. All right. No. Good times. <laughs> they'll just make they'll just make Imagination Pavilion worse. That's their their track record. <laughs> Let's hope they make it better. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling positive about this, Chris. I'm feeling positive. So, at least we can get back upstairs as DVC members. That's that's right. That's Where do you own by the way, Chris? Before we 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 uh, wrap this up. We always talk about where I we own. I bought in uh, 2001. I own uh, Villas of Wilderness Lodge now, aka Boulder Ridge. Oh, my favorite resort. I love Wilderness Lodge. So anyway, let's uh, let's Trevor. You want to go ahead and uh, wrap us up here? Sure. Um, all right. So for anyone out there that uh, wants to get a hold of us, you can find us via email at uh, welcomehomepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we also have our our website, uh, which is www.welcomehomepodcast.com, where uh, you can always find uh, updates on when the podcasts come out and and whatnot. Um, we're always looking for more questions and comments for our listeners. So, so everybody who does send in those emails and those comments, thank you very much. And, Even if you're correcting wanna, us for saying something wrong. Well, and, but that's good because we, we want to make sure that we're, we're making good information, right? So yeah, please, please help us help you. <laughs> um, 
You can also find us on Facebook at Welcome Home Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Welcome Home Pod and Instagram at Welcome Home Picks. Um, if you happen to uh, subscribe to our podcast via iTunes, uh, we do also appreciate reviews on there as well. So um, please leave us a review um, as you're subscribing to the podcast. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe uh, to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. Um, as you know, Trevor kind of mentioned, you can find us on iTunes, on Google Play Music, on TuneIn, on Stitcher, just about any place you can find podcasts, we are available. So just look for us there. Search for Welcome Home. We'll pop right up. And uh, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And uh, as such, any opinions that we express on this show are our own. So if you have any questions about anything we've said on here, please contact a DVC representative or talk to a cast member call Disney up and you can find uh, more information about that so you can find me on princecharmingvacations.com for all your Disney vacation planning needs Damon you can find me over at bscKids.com for all of your Disney television show needs and Chris uh, could you tell us a little bit about the groups you're part of on Facebook where they can find you you can find us over at Disney Talk on Facebook and if you don't belong to enough DVC pages because there's so many now (laughs) disney vacation club members on facebook great thank you so much for joining us chris today we really appreciated having you on you uh, brought a lot of great insight and a lot of great information too so we love the history kind of stuff and and it was a lot of fun great thanks for having me i appreciate uh, you guys allow me to sit in absolutely absolutely thank you guys so much for listening to welcome home podcast and sticking with with us uh, for over two hours here on this episode join us next time for more disney parks and uh discussion and of course uh, more disney vacation club talk uh we hope to see you all real soon this is skipper albert awall the voice of the jungle signing off from welcome home podcast on the dvc we do a hug when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.